Let me make myself clear. That's a long story from Moses High to bring it down some more. Our land extended from the other side of the Persian Gulf coming westward all the way to California. Yes, Paul? There was no Red Sea or Red Sea. Right? Baha. because Baha. There was none there. There was no Atlantic Ocean. Continental drift and continent drift resulted in land masses moving. Thus, there was no Africa. There was no separation called South America. All those pieces of land, when pushed back together, will give you one bland spot of water in the center. And that bland spot today is off the coast of what they call Bermuda. You with me? Was all was all part of what later was they ancient called the Yucatan. Beneath the Bermuda is now what they refer to as the Bermuda Triangle. A magnetic field. That was the capital of our kingdom. That was, took place in Sumer and Egypt and this land, the land of the frogs, some call it a maxim. From the word Mexico. That's just one of the names. All that was called Genoa. Genoa is what we call it. And we sectioned it off in the park based on the people of the bed. I don't want to go too far from Mosiah, so I'll come back around to that part later. So when Abraham talk, started his journey, he encountered a man who the Bible cannot account for genealogy. A man called Melchizedek. The man is also mentioned in Moses' time. The man is also mentioned in the book of Hebrews in Jesus' time as being after the order of Melchizedek. You follow? This was, of course, an incarnated being. We do believe in reincarnation and incarnation. You follow? Now, Muslims will tell you they don't believe in reincarnation. Christians will tell you they don't believe in reincarnation. Right? But then they'll tell you, Jesus died, went to heaven, and he's coming back. <laughs> Talk to me then. That's not reincarnation, what is it? Jesus died, went to heaven, and came back. Lazarus died, went into a tomb, was wrapped, buried, spiced. Jesus came three and a half days later and called Lazarus back to life. Back in the same cardinal, cardinal body. What is that? That's we in cardinal body. Reincarnation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, so we have a being, Melchizedek, <laughs> who reincarnates from body to body. He comes at a crucial time amongst his own, <clears throat> raised up for you from amongst, from amongst you. But the key word in that last one was out of the east unto the west. Women. Now, certain groups of people would like to make you think their leader or their teacher is that man when they were born here in America. Make a plan. 
whether it be Zanzibar, Georgia, or North Carolina, or Jamaica, West Indies, and named three prominent brothers who I love dearly. They were all born here. And I had to. I had to do this book. <laughs> Postgraduate lesson. I had to do this book. Chef Daoud versus Master W.D.R. Because they at one point were saying that this man, Master Farad Muhammad, Farad Muhammad, Fahad Muhammad, Farad Muhammad, Farid Muhammad, or whatever way they want to spell his name, was the most high amongst you, the wisest amongst you. And because they say he came from the east, he started to fit the mold of the prototype that would come to save his people, or save those which were lost. But it says in Matthew, you'll come out of the east unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. He'd be born there and come here. I was born in Nubia. Tried and proven. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the Muslims call upon. While we were in the school of Islam, and I'll address that this if I decide.
You got the signature, the man who approved it. When I had to get the, you have to get a photo of that copy, not giving you the original, they give you with a seal. Oh, you made that up. I know that I know a brother named Lookman, who was in State Street in 19, what is it, 65 or 65, when he took his Shahada, I was there. I had to go into the files of records and checked out was dead now. Had to get back in touch with Mother Khadija's wife at the Islamic Mission of America, 143 8th Street in Brooklyn, and get inside the file and pull out my identification card. Can you say that? And it shows June 12, 1957, Chef Dow gave me my card. Most of the guys who were asking me the question were babies at the time, breastfeeding. When I was in State Street, under a Moroccan, born Chef Daoud, as we called it, born in Morocco. No, they say Chef Daoud was born in the Caribbean. That's why I put these books up. Because he gave me the information. Because I had to establish in this latter day and time who the Most High is amongst us. That Most High is like the Freemasons, they're the highest degree of information. In the Islamic world, they say the Imam is the smartest person in the mob who knows the most Quran. And in their case, the most hadith or sunnah. Who's best at fit? Sharia. A bunch of nice, fancy Arabic words. Whoever knows the most becomes the imam of imams, which will make him the highest of the imams. The grand master, the grand potentate, becomes the highest figure in the lodge under the gene who stands for the grand architect of the universe. And the grand master who stands in the lodge with two feet beside him and sits on that throne becomes a representative to you of God himself in person. That's why they call him what? The grand master of the lodge. So the most high has to verify to prove that they have what? The most Knowledge, the most wisdom, and the most understanding to give you an understanding. <laughs> Not just knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. I saw knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. I heard knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And I listened to knowledge, wisdom, and understanding being taught to my people for years. And I thought it was necessary. Because it is necessary to go to kindergarten before you go to the university. Right. It was all necessary. But to verify the existence of the Most High to you and to me is a board trip. You want it? It's a board trip. You got the names, Elion and Adi, right? And Anu. The board trip starts with three levels. This is level three, two, and level one. This level here is earth. I'm sorry. This level here is sea. This is earth. 
And what is this going to be? God. You want to say heaven, I know. The word heaven is a Latin word, haven. It also implies a docking point in a marina. This is why. In Islam, the first thing that was said to Muhammad 400 years ago was, Ya Muhammad, Iqra. Iqra, read. The first thing you find in the book of St. John is, in the beginning was a word. And the first thing that happens in Genesis is a conversation. They don't understand the key to unlocking all your problems is in language. And all the leaders won't take time to master the language. Something is key. We're going to check this Don't with me? Now, in ancient Egypt, we have Shum. Right? We have Jeff. And we have Nun. With that, that, that's the deity of the sky, the deity of the earth, and the deity of the underworld, which becomes in, when, when the uh, Greeks stole it and changed Clashit, which is thought, over to Hermes, they also changed all the names. And they changed this one here to Zeus, this one here, the earth, I'm, I'm sorry, the sea to Poseidon, and the earth which they call the earth Hades. Hades, which is the word they use for hell. So the deities in the sky and Poseidon, the deity beneath the water. You with me? If you want to walk it now, I'll walk you right across the desert. If you want to walk, let it work. And, and I want you to try to prove it wrong. That's my way. Right? I can take this out in many cultures and give you many different names. But that would lose you and waste time. What I want to take you to is the reality that every culture and all cultures acknowledge this state here, the Most High. The Greeks call it Theos. That's the word in your Bible, in Greek, for God. Theos. And it's running synonymous with Elohim, the way they use it. But they have Kurios also, for Lord. You got that? It's Theos. That's the Greeks. The Elohim is the more modern version taken from Nephilim, Hebrew word Nephilim, to come down, Genesis 6. The Nephilim, as, as it be called, Nephilim. Or the word Jabbar, from Jabalim, from Gebor, from the mighty ones, also Geber used in there, where the word algebra comes from, which goes back before the Muslims, because it's in the Torah, in Genesis chapter 6, as Geber. So, so, not, so God did not invent algebra, who was just some Muslim. All that happened before Islam. Most of the time, when Muslims are telling you about the accomplishments of Muslims, they're talking about pre-Islamic times. They say, mathematics was created by Muslims. The cycle was created by Muslims. They're talking about so-called Arabs before the coming of Muhammad. So it had nothing to do with Islam. It had to do with the Arabs who lived in Arabia before Muhammad was even born. Muslims, since they've been here, hasn't invented nothing but terrorism and confusion because the religion of Islam confines the mind to the Quran and Hadith 
It doesn't open up for science. I've taught Islam for 25 years. And at the kind of law of the Arabi of Fusha, what does it have to do That is what it is. our English. That was my language before English. So these teachers don't have a clue of what's really going on. I can start anywhere you want. But everybody recognizes the Nechiru, the Egyptians, the Nephilim, the so-called Hebrews. You follow that? The Thetos, the Greeks, the Malaika, the Arabic, the angelic beings, or heavenly hosts. And those beings descended down to earth. When they got here, they came here in what's referred to as a ru'ah or a rusha, in a soul or spirit state, an etheric body, the essence of you when you look in a mirror long enough and you realize you're looking from the inside out at your body. If you don't believe me, try it. Stand in the mirror and stand and look at yourself and keep talking to yourself. And you'll get a realization that the real you is on the inside looking out. This body is a bacteria that's plaguing the soul, the essence of you. In your Bible it says, man, what? I shake man who dug the ground and breathed in the breath of life, and man became a the living part of you is called Nefesh Hayim, or Hayat, the life force. Language is key. You understand me? So you descended down, but before you came down, the being from above on high, I knew, in my English, went on high, said, if you stay on earth too long, you're going to lose contact with your divinity. You're going to become lured by the attraction of this physical world. You understand? So two schools of thought exist. The greater and the lesser mysteries. You stay with me? Here we go. The greater mysteries teach as Yeshua, Asa, Jesus, Sananda, Kamul, whatever name you want to give them, whatever culture again, that your path is back to the bosom of the Father. He says it. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one gets to the Father but by me. That he was merely the chauffeur to the Father. You follow that? But then he said, I am the Father all one. When you see me, you see the Father. And I am not greater than you. And you'll even do greater wonders than I. Right. And I got to go prepare a place for you that where I may be, you may. So certain men, all women and all women, are destined for a journey from here back to the bosom of the Most High. And certain men and all women are destined to stay here and worship. Some beings are perfecting themselves to become God, and other beings will always worship God. People of the lesser mysteries are the religious people. They worship God in spirit and in truth. 
away from themselves. People of the greater mysteries are like the uncut stone that's on that side, Ashla, that becomes cut to become a perfect stone. Become a part of the building block of the most high place. You with me? Some of you here are of the lesser mysteries, and some of you here are the higher mysteries. You have people who grab the higher mysteries and play games. I heard a brother say, and it threw me off a little bit. He said, um, Allah means I, so A-L-L-A-H. Now, I heard the five percent use it, and I know that they stole it from the more science temple, whether they want to admit it or not. Me. But the sad thing of it is, if you want the truth, or you want me to play the game with anybody else? I'm saying that because sometimes when you tell the truth, it's bitter to people. And they get mad at you. They don't really want to hear the whole truth. They want to hear what the man puts in books. They got their real good at referring to white man's books and quoting his books against anything a newbie has to say. But I take you directly to the language so you can see it, so we can dispel this part of stuff right now. Come on with it. You with it? Come on with it. This word is say Rose. I can write it with the Ali or I can write it with the Ba. Rose. And it means head. In Arabic. This word is Zarur. Zarur. And it means arm in Arabic. This word is Rajul. And it means leg in Arabic, the ancient language, as well as in Hebrew. Got it? Now, if we're saying we are Asiatics, right, and there's a mother language with Arabic, correct? And then we make references to phrases like arm, leg, leg, arm, head, and say that we are right and exact, then that should match up in Arabic, not in English, a new language. Come on with it. English didn't even exist back right. then. So you have an Arabic name, Allah, and add on English words, arm, leg, leg, arm, head, and sound head. You understand? The unification is here. The power to bring all those forces, all those incarnations into one being to come back out and solve the problem, whether you accept it or not. I'll tell you what I mean. That means the abbreviation of that one, Darul, for arm and Arabic, is a vet which is equivalent to a TH. And that is a ray or a rock, which is equivalent to an ara. And this would be another ara. And this one would be another TH. And this would be another um, another ara. So the word is TH, ara, ara, TH. Not arm, arm. <laughs> These type of teachings must be stopped. Not by force, but by fact. You've got to learn this. So when someone gets up in front of you and pretends to know something, you get that hold of them. 
That's not right now. That's good information. The kids might like it in kindergarten. You let kids in kindergarten play with toys and that Simon Chainsy. Let them build blocks, in a sense, so they can build the block. But it's not that. And they say something like, Sam, I am, I am Sam. You said, well, okay, learn English. Now you walk down the street and say, Sam, I am, I am Sam. Nobody would understand what you're talking about. But that kindergarten level, so you let Dr. Zeus, Zeus, you see, get in there. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't frighten me. But now we are at the end of time when all the so-called great teachers have taught what they came to teach. They all have so-called finished what they said that everything the nation of Islam is going to teach has been taught. Yes, they Everything that the good brother Noble Juali himself was here to teach has been oh. the same applied to the gods and the earth, father, sinners, and etc. Islam does not break down the I felt 
Lord and Master. And you left the other A out in Arabic. Because the word is written like this in Arabic. And that's there in the second A. The Ali or Lam Ali. And the word comes from the root word. Salama. Peace. Not submission. Submission would be a new word created when they added a shadda to double the L. Salama. And if I pray on my brother, I say, Salama, do you surrender? In the headlock? Oh, it could be the other way. He could have been in the headlock. He could go, Salama, in Arabic. Understand? And he would know, I surrender. Well, you, know, you see what I'm telling you? These things. These things is what's keeping us back. These things is what's making the people out there not realize who their most high it is today. In person. The wisest amongst you is to lead you to the Father. Not the wisest amongst you is the Father. I am not my Father. I am of my Father. Amen. I am not Jesus. I am not the Messiah. I am not Esau. Don't let the Suez put that crap out there. They need that. So that's all they know. That's all they know what? That's all they know how to attack is the obvious. When I say I'm Malachi Zodak or Melchizedek, the Muslims don't have a dialogue for that. So they can't address it. So they say, well, we know him as they can't say, well, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? They don't know. Nebi Khidir. El Khidir. The green one. Then some others say, oh, that's what he's talking about. No, he ain't that. <laughs> they said, what did that do? And how do you know that? You follow what I'm And yet that is blank. This must go. You with me? This is old information. This information was taught to you about us. You understand? Now, one of us is here to teach you what you're supposed to know about yourself. And I'll tell you how it happens and how it happens. It starts up here in another realm. The Quran calls it Ilyun. Muslims nowhere in any of their tafsir, which means explanations of the Quran, have been able to explain what that meant. They all invaded. Oh, it's a place where good records are kept. You say a place like in Makan, a place? And then you know, a place, Makan? So where is this place? It's in heaven. They want to go into mythology. When you try to confine it to the fact of, so are you saying there is an Allah who was here on earth and created beings with the help of his angels, and then as the Quran says, he left the earth and he went into the heavens to sit on an ash, a throne? Can you do that with me? They go, yeah. So there is a throne somewhere in heaven where God sits on it? Yes, and God has a button out to sit. Blasphemy, they'll yell. But it's not. You said God is in heaven? I say God is heaven. Because if God is in heaven, then heaven is bigger than God. You with me? And how could heaven be bigger than the law? 
But they'll say, well, who is the molested? He's in, he's inside the heavens. So if Allah, if Allah is inside the heavens, he's, who's the biggest? And Allah is inside the heavens, and the heavens must be bigger than Allah, then Allah is not who Akbar. Allah is Akbar, they say the greatest. But that's not, that's not what the word translates. The word Akbar comes from the word Kabir, means big. The biggest, or the oldest. So if Allah is Allahu Akbar, then he is the biggest and oldest. You can leave that off. You follow what I'm saying? And how could he therefore be in the heaven? How could Jesus' Father be in the heaven? Wouldn't he be the heaven? Wouldn't he be the all? Wouldn't all things be within him and nothing outside? Al-Kalum. And you too should say, I am in the all. And all is in me. Not and the all is in me. But I am a part of the all. The all is a part of me. That's what they're saying. That's taking you to the next level of divinity as a quantum existing being. You follow? All right. So now, these beings, according to your Bible, came down, as we spoke about last week, and was hovering above the water. You know what Genesis says? And the Spirit of God moved upon the surface of the water. God was not moving on the land. God was not standing on the land. God was moving on the surface of the water. You see why the Christians got that Jesus walk on water? Because <laughs> they had to try to make him look like God. <clears throat> you understand? They want to put his father out of position and put his son in, like all corporations do. <laughs> Didn't work. Now, but what did it say? Upon the face of the deep. That means the deep is dealing with the sea. Women? So some beings who were in the sea was looking up at the spirit of God moving across the water while land was still vulgar and total, as Hebrew puts it. Boy and and darkness. Boy and darkness. But the planet was in a dark state because the sun's light could not get through. You follow? And a dust cloud covered the planet. And certain beings called Elohim, which is a plural, which is a plural in Hebrew, Alif Lamech Hayyadim. A plural being, these beings, these Elohim, but where Muslims get Allah, in plural, Allah in the Quran, God, they came. The Bible, they came. And they looked at the condition of this once fertile place. That's why they said, replenish, refill. It was going to fill it again. It's like when you have a swimming pool in your backyard. You follow? And you dress it and prepare it in the summer. And when the winter comes, 
You cover it up in all kinds of militant guns. Come to see it again, you got to clean it away, pull the cover off, let the sunlight come in, clean out the food, get all the mineral doing the fungus out, put in fresh water chemicals to make it usable again. God, you do it every time. You replenish that food. All right. <laughs> Is that not right? Right. The being came, the Quran calls them the Malaika, which is Allah, or the Nephilim, or the Neptunum, or the Shishoki, or the Katina, whatever language you want to come from, you want to play Native America or do that. <laughs> you follow? Came down and saw the condition of the planet. But a being that was talking was looking from the bottom of the sea. Because he said, in the beginning. Right? Let me stop right there. In the beginning. What does the word stop with? I'm going to give you all a secret. That should be kept safe. But I'm going to give it to you. You know why I'm giving it to you? Because you've never heard it before. And with all the teachers that have been teaching you for your so-called 400 years of slavery for those who came from Africa and those who were already here, because both of us are sitting here, right? right. All these so-called teachers are supposed to be bringing you information. They don't have certain keys. Keys that tell you they're standing outside of person, places, and things. Once I say this, it's going to pop up in books, like everything else I say. <laughs> Nobody's going to give me the credit. They're just going to start, you know, oh, who's that here, right? And all of The Nubian people, we are Nubian. They never heard of Nubian And I'll explain Nubian if you need it. I'm going to give you a secret here. Beginning. Women, the first word, the first word in the Torah is Barashi. Say The first letter in that word is the Hebrew word Beth. Beth. Equivalent to what you would call in English B. Now let's step out the Torah and step into the Bible of the New Testament. You with me? The first word in the first book of the New Testament, which is called the book of Matthew, is Bibulus in Greek. Say Bibulus. And it means little book. Little book. It's a Greek letter for with me? The first word in the Quran is Bismillah. And if they say, no, no, brother, before that, the Tesliah, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, they say it's corrupted, was the fifth revelation of Muhammad. It wasn't the first, but the first was Ikra. I said, right. The first was Ikra. Someone said to Muhammad, Ikra. And then when he told him what to read, he said, Ikra what? Bismillah. <laughs> so the B is there again. Bismillah. In the Arabic letter. You with me? The three letters B 
that has been passing through the scriptures given to you has been controlled by the Magos. The Magos, the Essenes. Today you may call them the Masonic Order or Freemasons. Well, they have been protectors of the scripture under the name Knights of Templar for thousands of years. For those who know, know. And the key number on the back of the dollar bill is what? Say it loud. The key number is Say your alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, Of your time. 
But he had to leave at 120. That's Genesis chapter 6. That's not talking about Jesus. My spirit should not always start with man for he's but flesh. The day should be 120. Come on with it. That's the Tammuz that's been assigned to you by the Anunnaki. A name they don't want to talk about. Zachariah Sitchin. And these guys are now talking about Anunnaki in this later day and time. Because they knew that ancient ones were coming forth again. They knew that incarnations were going to start happening again. They knew they had to drug you. They had to suppress you. They had to intoxicate you with alcohol beverages. And when that didn't work, as old days, our fathers and grandfathers stayed drunk all the brute. When that was not strong enough to suppress the God in you, they moved on into heroin. And all throughout the 50s and the 60s, they had us down on heroin. And when heroin couldn't hold us down so we could get heroin, they came on with a new method, a methadone. Was supposed to kick the heroin and it got you addicted to the methadone. And that couldn't hold us down. So they came out with just prepared for angels to sprinkle over <laughs> It was sprinkling angel dust over our neighborhood. Have us hallucinating so they knew the power of the hippocampus area in our brain. And that was a contact with the most high. So they got the hallucinatory part of our brain deadened by drugs. <laughs> and when you couldn't afford angel dust, and you couldn't afford cocaine, they lowered the price and said, crack it. Penetrate that skull by any means possible. Crack his head open. Eat his brains. And we start burning ourselves out on a pipe of crack. You know what? You're kicking that too. Conceived in incest? 
Are you proud to go around saying we are Moabites in so far as we were conceived in an ancestral act of Moab and Ammon, the two sons of Lot, the two daughters, through Ruth, who went and surrendered her faith to the Israelites, or you call the Jacobites? You're coming to, you're bringing us people who didn't stand up for what they believed. You're bringing us people who bowed down to others. Come on now. Talk to me about Abraham, who gave Lot the choice of Solomon, the test. Do you take the fertile land, the easy route, the shortcut, or do you want the barren land to prove that you can work by the sweat of your brow? Come on, What did Lot do? What were these doing? Lot took the easy route out. Where did he do? The Solomon Gomorrah. Amen. Come on now. Everybody come get him. Abraham. Come get him. <laughs> I don't say we're not Moabites. We are some Moabites here. We are some Amalites here. We are some Israelites here. We are some Israelites here. And we are some Edomites here. And in order for you to be a Moabite, you've got to be an Israelite. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't believe me? Open the Psalms. In the 83rd chapter, the fifth verse. Go ahead, yeah. And read. Anybody got a song? And you read that the Hagarians and Hagar was Egyptian, Abraham's Egyptian wife, who gave birth to Ishmael. The Hagarians, the Moabites, fell up under the Edomites. It tells you right. Anybody got one? Nobody got a song? Read it out for us. 83rd, 5. Well, they have consulted it together with one percent. They are confederate against me. The tabernacles of Edom and Ishmael of Moab and Hagar, Hagarim. It says the tabernacles of who? The tabernacles of Edom and Ishmael. The tabernacles of Edom. Now, what does Edom mean in the Bible? It means red. Washa. Washa. From where they get washata. From a French word, oh, she. From nas, she, tush. U.S. Nashatush. A Native American tribe in Neshatu, from the Oshi, we get Washi Ta. It means of the red soil. The same name as Edom. Same identification in song. This is how our teachers must walk with us. They can't just walk with us with big words. They got to go to the blackboard and show it. They got to go to the scripture to show you the place. They got to break down the word and take you by your hand and walk you step by step across that burning sand. And when you reach that great arch and you look up at that cornerstone and want to make that step from darkness into light, you know when you get on the other side, everything you see is about you. There's no Freemason that walk that path that when he gets on top, don't find us standing there. 
Don't tell me about no star and crescent. You've been fooled. China's don't call it a star and crescent. They call it the claw of the paw of the Bengal tiger out of India, where the great lodge is at in Lahore, Pakistan, where all your Pakistani Qurans are coming from. And on the altar in Lahore, Pakistan, in that great lodge, there is a Quran. But it begins with a B. Mm. <laughs> and in London, where the Anglican church is, yes, where the Bible, holy as it may be called, sits on the altar, it sits there because it begins with a yeah. <laughs> And in Israel, Israel today, where they're meeting in the skull and bone room of privacy, <laughs> the cloak and dagger room of privacy, where they fell back on the skull and froze and was ripped out from darkness back to life. The Tanakh or the Torah, it sits on the altar in the lodge in Tel Aviv, begins with a B. The 13th stone, the cornerstone. Who was called the cornerstone? Yeshua. Jesus was called a cornerstone. The chief cornerstone is depicted in Rome as an arch. The 13th. But in our great seal, it's depicted as a pyramid with the cornerstone changed into the eye of all who knows of either Hob, Horus, or Osiris, both being under the eye of Ra, who became the Amun of all your churches. Amen. 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 You with me? Amen. My brother said to me that the pyramid on the back of the dollar bill was the great seal of the Moorish nation. I said, oh, it sounds nice, same brother Hakeem. It sounds nice. However, why are we using an Egyptian pyramid if you're talking about people that was indigenous of America? Why didn't they put an American pyramid back there? There are pyramids here in America. We are the original mound builders. That's why I strategically brought you here to eating tongue. Do you know that? Come on with it, Just last month's Geographic Magazine, we repeated an article about the Eagle Rock Mound built by you. It's less than 15 minutes from here. Close as I could get without being in the park. <laughs> and on the top of that mound, and out of the Washington, they have a picture in the magazine right inside. They show it to you. They say that's one of the greatest symbols, the eagle. What was that eagle? Huh? That's called what in Native American culture? The great spirit. It takes all your prayers and messages through the stars, but it soars to heaven. It came adapted as an American symbol from the phoenix. And the phoenix comes from where they got the dove. You with me? And why they use the dove? <laughs> they use the dove because the dove, when you take it and put it inside your bosom, goes into a coma state. It goes to sleep. Did you know that? Oh, that's why magicians use the dove. 
brother, they put a dove in their hat. Now go buy a pet, go buy a pastor pet shop in Ashton, find out what I'm trying to kill. They put a dove out of the sun's light, it goes into a coma state and refuses to move. If you pull out, it comes to life and fly. It's your resurrection story. And they chose a white dove in Christianity. When doves come in all kinds of colors and speckles, including dark brown, all tones. And they, they, they chose a descending dove coming down to light upon Jesus to remain with him forever. Going nowhere. Going to sleep. All of these are the mysteries. That's why that eagle is there. That mound is a landing point. When the crash comes. I'm already. I'm already. Now, that doesn't mean go out there and start standing around there. <laughs> that don't mean go out there and start standing around there and overboard with doing. Because you might get zapped by the Anunnaki. Because they see your light, not your body. They see whether or not you are setting off a positive, pure, green light, the essence of all life on this planet. Or you setting out an amber light. So you better remember Independence Day, all them fools that got up on that roof who thought just because they put on extraterrestrial costumes and say welcome, they got that. Don't think you can't get that if you're out there doing all kinds of devilishment and think they're going to take you with them home. Ain't nobody taking no drunken, stumping drunk niggas home with them. Why should they take you back to risk so you can mess their crowd up? To bring your music and your loudness and your voices and your talk and your bad habits? Why should they? Muslims ain't going nowhere. People say, you always told us 144,000 Muslims. Right. The Ansar law community, I said. Nobody else. Oh, Sunni sing about them. Some people are messed up in the head. That's not Islam. That's spookism. That ain't reality. That ain't science. We're about science. Now, you can say more is science, but yes, the Portuguese did call us in Portuguese Morenos. Now, the word negra. Come on with it. Where is it at? Come on with it. Open the Bible to Acts, chapter 13, verse 1. And you'll find that they were calling the followers of Barnabas, Jesus' original disciples, they were calling them niggas then. Right in your Bible. Come on, man. You got that Bible again? Acts 13 1. Come on, y'all. You got one? Acts 13 1. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simon, that was called nigger and Lucius in your Bible. And the Greek word there is nigger with threes. (laughs) Nigger. The Greeks called them niggas then. No, nigga didn't come from the Niger River. No, nigga didn't just come from Latino people saying nigga. No, it's back in the Bible. They were calling Jesus the disciples niggas.
name, Tom, Pat. Look at Osea, Osiris, and you'll see that they're green. They're not black. They're not brown. They're green. Before the poison, before the iron of this atmosphere through the air got into your body and oxidized and rust you into ground. You could speak about being brown and all that kind of stuff. When you wasn't even brown. You think that's not that's why a man makes so much fun of the green I mean the green margins are coming? Green margins. <laughs> right. Every time that man plays a trick like that, believe it, there's some truth in it. He's talking about you. Back to the other point, because I got so many, I got 76 trillion years of information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to give y'all 25,000 years. I got swim it all in in 30 years. But back to the whole original, the original point, this is a French name. The tribe was the Shoshone, the Shoshone Nubian tribe. Why? Because... Ben York's name was not Ben York. That was a name given to him. Son of York. His father's name was Ali. I know. It's my grandpa. <laughs> on my mother's side. They came here from Mali. You understand that? And was taken into slavery because he spoke all the dialects of the different tribes who came here. The Native American tribes that are here came because of a Chinaman named Ho Shen. When he got here, he met people that were already here, woolly hair, dark-skinned people that they call the Kakina. They also call them the Hopi from the Egyptian deity Hopi. And they married and lived with them in peace, and they produced what you see today as Orientals with slant eyes and round faces and light skin and straight hair. The giveaway is understanding the science of hair. Nine, the highest number. The zodiac does not have 12 signs. They didn't find the last two plants until after the 18th century. They couldn't have 12 signs of the zodiac back in the biblical times. They only had six months in the year. That's why they made a mistake and said Jesus was born in the year one. But he was born in the month of June. Nula, they call the Most High. So these people came over here, these Chinese, his name is Ho Shan, look it up. Sailed to California, mixed in with us, and produced the Native Americans. The dead giveaway is in the hair. Don't get mad, relax. I'm not going to do nothing but tell you the truth, and I want you to check it out or call me a fool. I want you to believe nothing I said. It ain't working. Only Chinese and Native Americans have hollow hair. Did you know that? Did you know that they have hollow hair? Do you know that that's why Chinese can't curl their hair? We have orientals in the past. That makes me get first-hand information. We have Native Americans in the past, the head of the Shoshone, the high priests of the Shoshone Nubian tribe is there. She is over there with us. For all of those here who are part Native American. That's her job in the, in the family. Only Native Americans and Chinese, and that's only some of the tribes of Native Americans, have hollow hair. Don't believe me. Be amazed. Check it out. Or better yet, come out amazed and find out. <laughs> Proving that it was the Chinese 
and they go back to the Ming Dynasty. The Ming Dynasty, the people had nothing here. The later Mongolians got to stay here. They mixed in with people here on this continent with woolly hair and produced Native Americans. And that's why some Native Americans are Chinese. Alrights from out in the western part of the country raped the, what they call squaw. And that's why a lot of Caucasian country boys also have oriental eyes. I don't know if you noticed it. Mm-hmm. Their eyes look like they're Chinese, a lot of country western singers. Because they're in their blood. That's why every cowboy fish, they always have Chinamen in there. But they were marrying into them also. This is, these, now, these are the, 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 the real facts. There's a whole lot of facts out there, but there's a real fact, too. Some people go check out. Now, some people say, I'm not sure. Don't tell me about stuff, and I'm not saying, you prove it to me. You say, well, from what I heard, I heard a brother say, when the Declaration of Independence was being signed, some mysterious man walked in and told them, sign it. <laughs> and all of them signed it. Who's the mysterious man? We don't know. You don't tell me about that kind of stuff. Don't tell me about it unless you can prove it to me. Because I've been lied to so many times. I've been lied to in Islam. I've been lied to in Judaism. I've been lied to in Christianity. I've been lied to in the Rosicrucian Seven Day Event. I've been lied to by so many different people. If you can't bring me no facts, keep it, John. Keep this, keep it. And if you're going to bring it, I'm going to ask. I'm trying to raise a group of people here that will ask questions. That's why we're the only ones who we started. Now everybody's trying it. Come on and sit down and ask questions. They don't take They don't want it. They can't do it, my sister. They can't stand here and take it. They won't let me come up there and question them. You say, bring, bring Dr. Yorkie, mommy. That's demon. That's good. I'll be all kind of But all I say, no, no, no. <laughs> because I'll come and say, this is not a fed. This is a powder bush. Fez is a place in Morocco. Fez, there you go again. Fez is an Arabic word. They say this, Fez. There is no such Arabic word as Fez. It is a French word. The French Foreign Legion wore Fezes, which was a short cap similar to this with a brim and claw. And when they inducted the Algerians into the army, because they couldn't pray with a brim on the front of it, they tore the brim off. <laughs> you understand? And that's the short fence that you hear the Masonics use. Right. It has nothing to do with the royal tarbush. If you're going to sound right in front of the world, stand up and say, this is a tarbush. And this is not new in the Ansar law community. It's not new. I'll show you a picture of me wearing a powder bush in 1970. That's how we used to wear it. Long before we twisted in the Targiers and Emmers, we were known for our feds, as they call it, and we kept saying, no, powder bush, feds, powder bush, feds is a place where, women, where, when the crusade was overpowered, the Muslims, they keep saying they won, they lied. The Knights of Templars overpowered them and cut off Mecca and cut off Jerusalem. They had to reroute the pilgrimage to Fez. And there, the Freemasons picked up the headdress of the Frenchmen. The word 
What's the more? Yeah. 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 This word here? The whole truth. Bay? Oh. It's not Arabic. It's no. Turkish. What are Turks? Germanic French people. The word comes from the from the Turkic word uh, B-E-G. Bed. And it means a ruler. But it's not one of our names. However, the name El, which is mispronounced as Eel, like Quran was mispronounced, can be found as El and Al. And goes back to the name Ali. But there's no Bay, J, El, Al, Ali. El, Al, and Ali are all the same names. And it leads back to, you want some more? Yeah. It leads back to Ali, the, the nephew of the Prophet Muhammad, born 570, 5-7-32, of Arabia, the so-called Arabian Prophet. His daughter, Fatima, married Ali. And Ali, the way they spell it in the Shrine Temple, is A-L-E-E, look at the man. Is the one who initiated the Masonic Law or Shrine Temple in this country in 1877. The year you say Farah was born. That's when they brought it here. When some noblemen, Caucasians, got initiated by the Saudi Arabian government to bring the information here. The Moroccan government did the same thing years before that to Americans. So you have a Moroccan lodge here, and they'll say more right on their face. And you have the ancient Arabic order. Then you have the ancient Egyptian Arabic order. One taking it down to the doors of ISIS. One taking it back to Saudi Arabia, to Mecca. They go to Mecca and they perform the ritual in Mecca at the Kaaba. They dismantle their camel there. You understand what I'm saying? All of this is brought to this country and taught to you as real Islam for you. And he said, well, the Amorites used to respect us when they saw you in the fence. They wanted to know, do you know what you were wearing? But when you put up the five-pointed star and crescent, they said, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no sun to get in front of no moon. Ain't no five-pointed star and crescent to be a real symbol. Because a star is a sun. You can't get the sun in front of the moon under no circumstances. So it must be an illusion. It must be for confusion. <laughs> You understand? What is the symbol? They think the shrine of symbol is a star and crescent with a sword on the top. It's not what it is. It's the claw of the world. Man, the tiger. That's what you see. Ask anybody who walks through the lodge who wants their secret. They don't know what's talking about. The symbol you're riding on is on the Bahamut symbol. Does the Bahamut is? The Mendez symbol. Does the Mendez is? The inverted pentagram of the rampage. The man who wrote the book, the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus, from which the modern scientists get their Quran Circle 7. He's the one who drew that picture of that creature. Look on the bottom and you see his name on the outside of the bottom of it. He drew a creature with fingers like this and with a five-pointed star here, a half goat, and half woman and half man and with hands like this and with a, a, a white crescent there and a black crescent there and a star in his head. So 
talking about white Islam and black Islam. It's all under the devil. When they took it out of his pristine purity and then gave it back to you, tampered with. Not the laws. By the time they got into the picture, all they had was shrine information. They don't know nothing about real Islam, the religion of Allah, Ibrahim, and Hanifah. They know nothing about it. That's why the Muslim keep saying, no, religion is deen. It's the deen of Islam. Deal with Islam said, no, it's Millah, Millah, Holy, Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 130, says Millah, Millah, religion of Abraham. No, no, you know why? So you say, Abraham before Moses, they couldn't explain what his religion is. Because his religion would be Nuwako. Oh, yeah. And they can't explain that. They got to get after Moses to get to a religion. Because Moses, according to them, received the Torah. And the book of Leviticus, Leviticus gave them their first law. And then the New Testament came after that. So the Christians get their religion from the New Testament, the Jews get their religion from the Torah, and the Muslims get their religion from the Quran that came after the Injil, as they call it, from the New Testament. So what was Abraham's religion? They don't know. And they can't know Abraham was a Muslim. Prove it. Show me in the Torah. Well, that's because he prostrated. Okay, sounds nice, doesn't it? But he prostrated before you became Muslim. So it's not that he is a Muslim because he prostrated. It's you Muslims stole his prostration. You got it backwards. What makes Abraham a Muslim? Circumcision? He had to be taught that, and that was a Babylonian custom. What makes Abraham a Muslim? They don't know. They can't prove it. The Holy Quran speaks of Abraham's books. We gave Abraham the book. They where's Abraham's book? They don't know. They don't have it. Yet you want me to follow you and say it's right and exact. That's it based the whole my whole life on your translation of a Quran or your translation of a Torah, and you don't have no facts. I'm supposed to live until I die on his on his hopes. I need some facts for my soul's sake. And for the souls of my children and their children, I need some facts. I don't need no more myths. Make things clear to me. And I told y'all when I came on the scene, I came to step on this. (laughs) People are not going to like me. But I'm a made man. Made for you. Not made for the Masonic Lodge. Made for you. I have been prepared to answer questions. That's why they made me. I was born speaking 19 languages. I was proud. I don't want to be this. I, I, I would prefer being Dr. York a singer. They talk about Dr. It's more fun than this. <laughs> <laughs> but I came programmed with information to inflame you. So get your power lit up again. Facts. Get you jumping again. Get you moving again. Get you alive, Lazarus. Now, when you go out there, you go out there and you say, no, 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 no. That ain't no fed, brother. That is a... And then we can go to the dictionary and look that up. (laughs) Say, no, that thing fed. We ain't no bay. Bay is Turkish. We ain't no Turks. Turks are European. We are eels or elves. And that eel or elf was waiting for Geb. Remember Geb? They come from Shoe. When shoe the God up here comes down to Geb and you put the L, Gabriel, Nusku, waiting for the incarnation of an angel in flesh again. Do angels come in flesh? According to your Bible, it says right in the 11th chapter that the gods in heaven look down 
and saw the mystery. So one of them came down to earth and then came back and told the Heavenly Father, man is mischief making. And they said, let's go down there and see what he's doing in your Bible. So some beings from up there came down here, and when they got here, what did they see? And what did they do? They diversified the tongue. How hard is it to diversify the tongue? Is it difficult? No, it's extremely simple. It's called mass hypnosis. You can go to Las Vegas and send the audience of a magician who calls himself fraud, <laughs> and he hypnotizes the whole audience and has people acting like dogs and clowns and all kind of weird things without them even knowing. That's right. Acting why I went to Las Vegas. Because I wanted to see Luxor. I wanted to see this thing they built called Pyramid and Sphinx. I want to see what they're doing with our way of life. Because if you don't use it, they will. They don't want you to go nowhere near Egypt. You know why? Because you can see yourself on the wall in Egypt. So they can't lie to you. They want you to call yourself Muslim because Muslims don't have no images. You see that game? So we call ourselves black Muslims, this kind of Muslims, Muslims, all kind of stuff, but we can't show no pictures of ourselves to verify it. So people say, man, Muslims are Arabs. And Arabs don't have woolly hair, they have straight hair. They belong to the straight hair family. They're not one of y'all. You understand that? They want you to call yourself Hebrews because according to Hebrews, Torah is forbidden to make pictures. It's forbidden to make statues of yourself. It's forbidden to make images of yourself. They don't want you to be no Yoruba. They don't want to see no statue of Shango in your house. They don't want you to be no Santaria. When you see a Shango statue, they don't want that. You follow what I'm saying? But it's all right for the Catholics to have saints and saints that saints and a whole bunch of white people statues. It's all right for the Muslims all over the Muslim world, and if you travel, and I have all over the world, if you go to Morocco now, you can see King Hussein's pictures all over the street. If you go to Saudi Arabia, you see a royal family and big posters, I mean life-size and bigger. All over the street. Pictures themselves. But they'll tell you, don't take no pictures. They got mad when I did a picture of the Prophet Muhammad. They said, he's a black picture. Is he crazy? <laughs> so they know the power of a picture. You know, the power of a picture and an image in the heart of a child. And in Genesis, it says, I created a man in my image after my life. I made a picture of him and gave him my attitude. <laughs> they want to take away the picture and leave the attitude. I put back the picture and the attitude. I got people walking around saying, no, 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 no. no. He doesn't say he's God. All of us are God. Huh? <laughs> It can't be that he is a God because the Bible and the Quran both uses us and we. That's right. That's right. So it all got, oh, are we not God? Didn't Jesus say, is it not written in your law, I said, ye are? That's right, so did. And all of you are the children of the most. Ah. Oh. There must be one from amongst you who is the wisest amongst you. 
There's not a person in this room, even if, even though some of y'all think you can, they can stand up and go toe to toe with me in facts. If you say you're Muslim, I'll switch right into Arabic on you. If you say you're Hebrew, I'll switch into Hebrew on you. Because that's what you're supposed to know. You will not stand in front of me and take out a Christian Bible by a Caucasian named King David and tell me this is your Bible. You don't have a your Bible until one of you translates it. As long as it's a King James Bible from the Anglican Church of England, you ain't from England, you ain't Anglican, that's not your church, and King James Bible is not yours. So when Yahweh Ben Yahweh put out his own Bible, and all he did is took pit, do some cartoons of black people, and stuck it inside a King James Bible and rebound it, that's not our Bible. You ain't got no Bible until you got your own Bible. Right. Right. Someone who's sensitive to your feelings translates one for you. Thanks. Oh, really now. Someone who find the word nigger in there. Because old Reverend Porkchop and Pastor Chillins is not going to tell you about no nigger in the Bible. Don't y'all, don't you get mad at me. I'm the Batman, like I said before. I'm the best thing that happened to you. Right. Right. And for no other reason, if you ain't sitting there with stuffing under the spell thinking I'm trying to hurt you, you get enough information to ask questions that might open your mind up. But if you're stooping under some kind of white spell, then you think I'm the bad guy. I'm the boogeyman. Because you've been trained to hate dark and people. If I was standing there high, yellow, curly hair, I'd get a heck of a lot more attention. Standing there, all tongue with woolly hair makes it difficult. Because you've been trained to love other than yourself. They start with their hair. Tell you, boy, split it. You better get your hair cut, because split ends will make your hair fall out. <laughs> your hair does not grow out from the ends. Brothers and sisters, your hair grows from the roots. Split ends do not make your hair fall out. They just don't want you to go natural. They want you to be a stretcher. <laughs> you know what a stretcher is? The wrong way. A stretcher is a nigga who takes his name, stretches his back. They want you to be an extender.
and Nefertiti in you. The beauty of you. They don't want you to see how beautiful you are. They want you to think you look beautiful trying to look like them. Darn it, sisters, you were born with a, what they call it, the makeup you put on first. A foundation. You was born with a foundation. You don't need to draw cheekbones and powder. You ain't got to paint your lips. Stop stretching your hair and perming your hair and perming your hair. It ain't permanent anyway. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to keep getting it done. Are you with me? They are messing with your emotions in order to mess with mine. They want me to look at you trying to be white. So when I get enough money, I'll just buy a basher and go buy a white. <laughs> and then you always ask, why is it that the rich black men, soon they get a little money, they go get a white woman? Because they can afford it then. <laughs> and all the time they was in their house, they were watching a black woman trying to become white. <laughs> so we learned to love you as other than yourself. <laughs> I couldn't love your heart. I couldn't love your face and the shape of your lips. Your lips are too big. I was taught don't like it. Your nose is too wide. I was taught don't like it. Your hair was a short, beautiful, natural. I was taught you look like a boy. <laughs> and he does that. And now most Caucasian men are walking around with shoulders like this. And walk up and ask them, they look like girls. <laughs> How can I love you? If you don't love you. Come on with it. How can I love your image if you don't love the way you Come look? on with it. Throw point. When I see my beautiful Latino sisters, they have wavy hair. That is that's how they think their hair is what? Supposed to be. You got woolly hair, how's your hair supposed to be? Come together and love each other, respect each other for what you are. But don't try to make all the Latino sisters think they're white, all the Negro girls think they're white. And then we men, Latino and the Nubian men, are lost trying to find a woman. Come on, man. We fell in love with Shirley Temple. Come on, man. And then we don't know how to respect you when you get up in the morning before you put on your clown costume. Most of the take place in Nubian houses in the morning before she can dress up. Like Shirley Temple. Right. <laughs> While she is still Alice wandering in the land. <laughs> all, all of this is a positive spell. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't just come here to break down the Bible. I want I can take you through this Bible word by word. From language from language to translation to research to etymology. I've been doing it for years. I'm the best at it. Right. You follow? And they don't like the fact that I'm the best at it. Because I don't fit the mold. They want me to be a certain way. They want me to go to a cemetery. I mean a seminary. <laughs> <laughs> they want me to put a cross on my head. Like a tombstone. And there's Christians on tombstones in Islamic countries. Make it just a Christian thing. Muslims are just as numb as the Christians. Don't be fooled. Got real quiet now, isn't it? It's all right to pounce up and down on Christmas, Muslim. Mm-hmm. 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 I'll take you to each one of y'all one of the days. 
Come on, wait now. I'll talk to you Muslims too. Tell me something that you got that's original. You can't give me nothing original in Islam. Nothing. Come on, wait now. Your prayers come from the Jews. Hello. Prostration is in the Bible before the Quran was revealed. Hello. Your pilgrimage comes from Egypt. Ramses II has four wives and a hundred concubines. That's what Muhammad's Quran gets the four wives thing. Come on, wait now. Old great Solomon, who's in the Quran as Suleiman, built the greatest temple. What greatest temple? The greatest temple is built in Luxor. Built to Amun Ra, one of your ancestors. Solomon's temple is just a myth. You want some more magic? There's some more magic. Matthew 24, we talked about it last week. Matthew 24, when Jesus was with his disciples, Jesus promised them that not one rock will be left there. All the rocks in the temple of Jerusalem would fall. Matthew 24, 24, read it. But right now, because me and you go to Israel, right now, there's Jews standing at the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall of the Temple of Solomon. And they're standing at that wall, they're reading their Tanakh, and they're rocking like this. We're 2,000 years away from Jesus, and that wall is still standing. Mr. Preacher, or Preacher's Funny, tell me, did Jesus make a mistake, or is this book of Matthew a lie? Which is, because one of them are wrong. That's the Bible. I'm all with it now. It says in Matthew 24, where are we here? Okay. Verse 2, And Jesus said unto them, See not all these things. Verily, I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be torn down. So if you wait for Jesus to come, you, he can't come until the temple is totally down. So Reverend was telling you Jesus is coming soon, that I keep his eyes on that wall. Because <laughs> of this prophecy, they will ask him what will be the signs of your coming and what will be the signs of the end of the world, Matthew 24. And he told him first the wall was come down, the whole temple. And the temple is not down. In fact, they are building on it right now. <laughs> They're taking it back. The Jews laugh when Christians say that Solomon's temple belongs to them. Solomon's temple is in the hands of the Knights of Temple. Freemasons control Solomon's temple. That's right. Freemasons control the pilgrimage in Mecca. And Freemasons walk controlling the White House in Washington. That's right. When Benjamin Banneken built the White House in Washington, it was a black president. George Washington was not the first president, he was a general. He was appointed president by a black man. Come on with it now. Come on with it. That White House is called White House. I'm saying that White House is called White House because I gotta go to another language for you. Dar Veda. An Arabic word meaning Dar House Veda. White House. That's the that was the original capital of Morocco. First it was old Fest, then it became Dar Veda which they call Casa in Spanish, Casa Blanca. 
the white castle house, and then it became Rabat, which is it now. But Dar Begab, when did that happen? It happened when you lied and said you chopped down the cherry tree and showed us the cherry tree was a bed. And then you brought up a Moroccan flag, a big old red flag with a green Jewish star in it, a steel star in it, and told me that was my flag. And you told Noble Tree that you made him think he was getting something. <laughs> that is not the Moroccan flag. That flag was introduced into Morocco in the 17th century. It was all read by Hassan II. I studied in Morocco, in Arabic. There's pictures of me in Morocco years ago. Any old man saw I tell you. Did I, did I study in Morocco? Yeah. I studied. I speak the Moroccan dialect. I know the language. I was there in the university studying there. That is not the original Moroccan flag. Another lie that got to be gotten rid of. You can go and do the research. The Mola, they call them the Molavia group of French barbers, as they call them, brought in that red flag with a man called Hassan II. And the French put the star on it because these were French Jews. You understand that? Called the Sephardines, who lived in Spain also. And Portugal. They put the star. No, no, no. The six-pointed star is not the Jewish star. Open your Bible to Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, and you find out that that six-pointed star is called a molden Iraq, a shield. Molan means shield. Nuzzle means star. When they say the star of David, they are misguiding you. The word is Mogan Devat, which means the shield of David. You understand? That five-pointed star is their symbol. They don't go above five senses. And when they say, this lady told me uncomfortable. Okay? This is just the lady not to be uncomfortable. Men understand me. All of us me. When they say, arm, leg, leg, arm, head, and say that represents a man, they're leaving out a very important point. I got to go there. You go clear out the house. I mean, if y'all overstand, I ain't got to go there. Still a lingering at the darkness, and I got to go there. Come on, I ain't taking no help. Come on, wait they're pointing things out. <laughs> Come on, wait Don't tell me no five-pointed star represents me. Woo! Uh, <laughs> 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 I got some lovely children. <laughs> that was accomplished by my six points. <laughs> 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 we got you know what I mean? I'm not looking at this game looks just like me. You know what I'm saying? We got to stop being lied to. We got to put this cap back on and start the banking again. And click the light on this time. Don't just put the hole in. Click the light on. That's the whole bunch of people with the cowboy ain't got nothing. That's the whole bunch of monkeys with turkeys on. That's like somebody wrapping a box and there ain't no president. Going 
Noble Dwali, Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and Clarence 13. The three sons. Now I'm receiving incarnation for them. Otherwise, otherwise, there'd be no reason for me in what I'm doing to take the time to do a book called Quran 37. Why? Do I need to be bothered? Do I need the arguments? Do I need the negativeness for coming in and taking a book that they've had since 1913 and nobody won't put it from this into this? So it's permanent? Why me? Because Noble Dwali spoke to my heart and asked me to do it. He said his flocks are scattered. They, everybody wants to be him. All these self righteous and self acclaimed some of them even call themselves Noble Dwali. They have to recite his personal prayer as a pathetic. As you know, they're doing it. Donald Elijah Muhammad spoke to my heart. I told him that back in 1990. He came and told me something. That's why these lessons are out. They clean up the mess for me, you son. Set my soul free. I'm bounded by this foolishness of Farad. Set me free. I said, okay, I'll take on the job. Stay in touch. Because I'm going to answer some questions. Because I know they're going to come thinking they can deal with it. All I say is that these books are not true about the total history of Master Quran Muhammad, then y'all produce one. Or at least tell us why haven't you produced one since 1930? Uh, why haven't you uh, produced a clear history of the man, his birth, his death, from more than a side photo of him, his fingerprint, his blood type, and everything he took? Why haven't you done it? Why, what are you keeping secret? Tell me more about Noble Juali than what you want the world to think. His name is not Eel. His name is not Bay. His name is not Day. His name is not El. His name is Sharif. And that's the, that's the family of the Prophet Muhammad, Sharif. The nobles. And also the Shriners, the nobles. And he has Ali, the link to the angels. And that's why in the, in the roots of his teaching, there are Ali. El's and Eel's are Hebrew. Straighten it up for me. Straighten it up for me. Pretty soon you have what's called a problem book. It's finished. I'm talking about within a couple of days it'll be coming back from the printer hard cover. The problem book. All the five percent lessons, plus lessons. All the stuff they taught in one book. Don't get mad at me. You need this. Because them leaders out there don't want you to have all the information. They want to fold us out a couple of copies of the big lesson and give you some of the one in 20. That's right. And change little words. That's right. Teach you something like that, self-lord and master. That's right. Knowing somebody can come along and make you look like a fool. There's nothing I'm going to teach you and no one can make you look like a fool. That's right. If you take the time, just like you see it, I didn't get that down. Yes, you did, because I'm going to have it in a book, so you have it one day. <laughs> so you will be able to use it. The problem book will be out. Get a copy of it. Why? Because seven spoke and said, straighten it out for me. When you get there, straighten the mess out for me. Set the record straight for me. I'll try. So in my mission, I have to stop along the way and try to straighten out the mess 
of other people's missions. They can't do it with my teachings. I can stand up there and teach all day about the Morris scientists and their knowledge of the Zodiac, Yaqub's father, and how they cannot prove that's his name. And why you stay. I can teach you all day about the five percents, which poor makers, I mean, <laughs> poor writers and teachers, who's not even teachers, who's all wise writers, that can know who's doing it in God. But I'm not poor. I'm extremely wealthy. I couldn't put out a million books a year if I wasn't. So, you see these books coming out of each other? I put out. You ain't doing them, I'm doing them. You ain't giving me no money, I'm doing this for you. I'm not a money preacher. I'm a teacher. I know what the information age needs. I know when you got this book of Revelation, you understand all the symbolism, because I wrote this thing down in how many languages, y'all? Three different languages. It's broke down in the Greek, it's broke down in the Aramic, it's broke down in the Arabic, and translated English in this one book. The whole book of Revelation, all the signs and symbols, so you can see the meaning of the words. Ain't no room for no jump. I know when you digest this, I ain't got to worry about the crap. I know when you digest this Torah, you can take the word and see the word next to the faith of the people and get it. And Psalms, as they call it, is also, to him, is also finished. And he's coming out. So you have the Psalms to deal with. You understand what I'm saying? So now in my mission of translating all these things, I have to stop and go try to solve the problem for the nation of God. About far. And solve the problem that's happened to Morris Science though. Because as this empress gets stronger and stronger in this one shot thing, she's gonna need some serious protectors. Because she got some profound stuff to throw at you. She's a beautiful old lady. She got some profound stuff, but it's dangerous what she's saying. It killed her whole family. They'll kill you for it. Because it's fact. Like I said, I'm a king to Ben Yo. I introduced it to y'all in the cowboy age. And all the fools didn't even know what I was talking about. Why is he in cowboy clothes? Cowboy? Cowboy? Yo, boy, take care of my cow. Cowboy? Cowboys were the Nubians. Haven't you heard of Cherokee Bill? And there's no such tribe as Cherokee. That was a trick name. There's no such tribe as Sue. That was a trick name. Oh, yeah. We were cowboys. We were wranglers. We used to lash them down the animals. They wouldn't go near animals. They just became buckers. You know what they were called by us? But <laughs> 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 all they would do is practice hitting the animals with whips. Wasn't that's what it got the name Cracker Buckers? And we would walk up and talk to the animals, and then we could train the horse. We communicate with them, not with them. We were the cowboys. Cowboy boots came from a maxim, Mexico. That's who gave cowboy boots. Cowboy hats. It's called a Joe. You ever heard of it before? It's a round hat with a flat round brim. Indian Joe, they call it. Native American. Then the Amorite took it, punched it in, and blocked it, and it became a cowboy hat. The fringes on the cowboy clothes, Hebrews, Native Americans trimming. The eighth in the Masonic Lodge, Native American. 
and I must correct my young student here, you do find a third eye here in America on their headdress of Middle America that is permanent right here. They all have it right there. On their feathered headdress, you see a third eye symbol. He means what? Then it does exist in the West. So none of that stuff belongs to them. If you take down a borderline from California, Mexicans can walk here. This is their land. Now they're being treated like they're some kind of animals and beating the head with sticks when, well, by people who don't belong here. It's their land. And don't think all of y'all came from Africa. Let me repeat, that is not true. Look at some of these faces. Look at some of these noses. Some of y'all indigenous people of this land were always here. In what they call Atlantis, not Atlantis. That's how Plato misspelled it. And it's, uh, and it's right now under the Bermuda Triangle. That's where it's at. The power center of our empire. Our United Nations, where all the craft will come in and charge themselves. And when I matter when I drive over there with those metal ships, they get zapped right in. You ain't ever on no wooden planes or no wooden ships going in. They didn't start getting sucked in the Bermuda Triangle until they started going over there with steel. Mmm. Things that make you go. Mmm. <laughs> Y'all must be getting tired, hear me? Oh, oh, no. Okay. So the day has come. Okay. Called the information age. And I've got to put information out. Don't ask me what is my miracle. You name another man that's putting out as much information as me. Name any one teacher. It's translating all the scriptures. You get a book every day. Now you got the ancient prayer called Tafur in your own language. Now we need a name of that and a language being we need the Arabic somebody else's language. Right. Or, or the Hebrew somebody else's name. When Allah, Allah said you need your own name, then we need our own land, our own language. You got it now. It's called Nuwaki. Learn your own language. Speak your own language and nobody, anybody can ever correct you on the pronunciation in your own language. Ah. Well, when I hear Muslim, he says, uh, Alhamdulillah, I go, it's not Alhamdulillah, it's Alhamdulillah in Arabic. You follow that? That's what happens when Farrakhan and my brothers get up and they try to recite Fatiha. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Al-Rahmani, the Arabs are laughing and they won't correct them. It makes all, when you say the wrong pronunciation in Arabic, you could be blaspheming and making all kinds of funny sounds. They'll just sit there like that. Even words in Muhammad study the week, it doesn't pronounce things correctly. They just laugh at them. I want them to laugh at Nuwapit. But when you start speaking Nuwapit, it's your language. They can't correct you. Don't you understand the importance of giving you back your own? Do you have your own stuff? Nobody can't correct you but you. And you keep it correct. What leader in all the history of your so-called enslavement or abuse have given you a language? Nobody. Nobody. They can't do it. Don't y'all see the miracle? The miracle is in the information. Not in me going around popping things out the air. And I have been known to do that too. But that's not my job to do magic tricks for you. I am taking the meek and making them dumbfound the wise. I want a congregation of people that read. Readers. I want you to read. I want you kids in school. I want you to learn. 
just stop listening to junk music, stop messing, stop eating junk food, and get on the mind trip. I'm trying to answer every kind of question that can come at you from everybody, from any kind of religion, science, social studies, history, and interesting. Starting with all a little bit of time questions. You with me? That's all I'm trying to do. To make sure whatever comes before you, you can deal with it factually. You flip right. this book over and they say, well, in the Bible, you say Genesis 1. That's right. And then you can check that word. If you don't believe me, go get a strong supporting or a Hebrew encyclopedia. When do you want and check it? But you always got to check it. I listen to people, they kind of be quoted from white man's books. White man's clipping. See this picture here? Right behind that white man is a black man, because he was always standing behind him. And he wasn't the servant, he was the teacher. Nigga, that was the slave. <laughs> Stop lying to people. He stands right behind George Washington. He was George Washington's teacher. That was a slave. The Moors wasn't in bondage when George Washington was here. He wouldn't have to stand behind George Washington if they made a constitution that the Moors were free people in America. He would be able to stand right next to him. Don't be telling them, and all these are drawings. These are all drawings, drawn by Amorites, drawn by Caucasians. They see that? See the guy with a fez on. That one's got a fez on. They weren't afraid. <laughs> Freemasons wear feathers and they're still slaves. They call themselves free, but they're still slaves. Prince all Mason, they're just as much slaves as you are. And they could be in a restaurant with a Caucasian Freemason, they won't even acknowledge their presence. And we'll see the square numbers on their finger. And they still won't acknowledge you. Won't give you a grip. Won't acknowledge you in darkness or in the light. So you done joined them in something ain't yours. You understand? Now you got your own grandmaster. I can answer all the mysteries of Hiram and this. And it's not even Hiram Cain. I know the science of Jotun and Boaz. Another B and M. You follow this information. But it's so frail. It is so fragile that once a Nubian or Nuwapian becomes a Freemason, he doesn't live any better. He still has a nine to five, he's still a slave. Hmm. What am I doing? I am raising you out of ashes. I am building a place, Egypt, right here for you. I am giving people jobs. We're putting people in these books. People are buying these books all over the place. I say go to the bookstore. I ain't open no bookstore. Then people are buying books all over the place. Average one of our stores makes four or five thousand dollars a week. It's not my money. It's not for me. I gave it to them. Now let them open the store. They make their money. And they're supporting themselves. They open and close when they feel like. And as I'm teaching you right now on Sunday, all across this country and in the Caribbean and South America and Europe, the people gathered and they're teaching. And as you go there and you buy books and stuff, that happened in their store. And you could have your own. Then buy your own house out here on the land with us. And be amongst your own. Let your children run free and safe under our protection, your protection. I know where my children are right now. I know someone's looking out for them right this minute. Some of y'all are down here. You might be home and find your house burglarized. I haven't locked my door since I lived there. I don't lock my car. I leave the car keys and ignition. 
Can you do that? So you ain't in Islam anyway because you ain't in the peace of mind. You live in an unpeaceful environment, how can you be in that peace of mind? You got that peace of mind to say that you're a Muslim. People say, y'all, we all are real Muslims. We just don't use the term Muslim no more. Because the term Muslim is synonymous with terrorism now. Because a bunch of demons got into Islam after Muhammad. Chased, killed his daughter. Chased his family out of Arabia. All the hijabs into Egypt. Trying to kill all the real Muslims. Abu Bakr Sadiq and them were slime. They tried to kill Fatima. They wouldn't let Ali and Fatima talk to the Prophet Muhammad on his dying bed. It's in the Hadith. Aisha writes the stuff in Hadith to bring down the character of the Prophet Muhammad by seeming on her clothes and stuff. In the Bukhari, in the Shafi, in the Muslim Hadith. About him having wives at the age of seven and consummating the marriage at nine. That ain't in the Quran, but it's in the Hadith. And when I told Muslims, I don't want nothing to do with the Hadith, they got mad at me. You ain't no Muslim then. I don't want no Hadith to tell me the Prophet Muhammad was a low-life pervert. I ain't buying that crap. And the Quran doesn't tell me to obey no Hadith. Quran says it's the best of Hadith. The Quran says it's the best of Sunnah. Quran says Muhammad was the best of examples. So if Muhammad is the best of examples, then you're telling me I'm supposed to go get a seven-year-old girl and make her my wife at nine? I'm supposed to have 13 wives and the Quran says only have four? I'm supposed to kill men and take the women and marry them for booty? Huh? No. Somebody got in at Islam and is testing purity with their hadith and their customs and their traditions and they destroyed it. And it even happened in the Mahdiya in Sudan. When they was digging up my father's body, I mean, he ain't supposed to dig up bodies. He was born, he was buried on the borderline of Ethiopia, but he was betrayed by Harold Salafi. You understand? And I said, well, go ahead. You got to stay there. <laughs> and they him so busy trying to be politically strong, they want to unite all the Ansars by digging up his body and moving to the Kuba in Umdurman. Wrong! Islam tells us not to do that, especially amongst the Sudanese. And our family, the Dungalawa, Nala tradition, and the ancient Bidda, we come from the Fuzzy Wuzzy, we don't believe in moving out there. You understand what I'm saying? Israelites moved, they did, they moved Jacob's body from one in the world to the next. We didn't do that. When I saw them corrupting Mahdism, I put it down. So there ain't no place for me in it. I saw them uniting with Saudi Arabia, the Ansars. Come on, Isa, we're going to Sharm el You want Saudi Arabia? And I'm meeting for money. I don't want their money. Then Saudi hooks up with Hassan Bawabi from the Ikhwani Muslims, lets him marry his, uh, his daughter. And I say, this man is an Akwani, a Muslim brother that can fool and blow things up. He's not no Ansar. We Ansar don't marry nothing but Ansar. What's your problem? So say Sadiq is mad, oh, he ain't related to me no more. Now I'm not related to him no more. <laughs> For over 20 years, Ann Sars from the Sudan would come to Brooklyn in the middle of the ghetto to see me. Were you there? They would come to Brooklyn, Bushwick section. I mean, prime ministers. They're the head of the Islamic education. 
come to Brooklyn to pray in that mosque with me and sleep in my house, says Sadiq. But the moment I went up against that political endeavors against my father with his Ummah party, against the Mahdiya, I'm no longer a Muslim now. They're all inside my bedroom talking about I got hundreds of wives. I got one wife. When I was in Ansar, I had a whole lot of wives, but that's what Islam teaches. And them Sunnis will stand out there lying there also go from wife to wife. It teaches us to abuse women. Islam makes it easy to do. You can have four wives as many concubines as you can support. I was a wealthy man. I was a leader. It was convenient. But that's not in the waffle. That's in Islam. That's what it teaches you. The waffle, we don't have it. No polygamy or polygamy. You know what I teach? If you brother be have four wives, your wife can have four husbands. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but she does not believe us. Don't quote no ground. Women is created a destiny man. Who just said that for a man? <laughs> women, do you know scientifically is a fact that women use more of their brain than we do? <laughs> so now who made a mistake? The Quran or the interpreter? And the Quran is right in exactly how, right? No doubt in it. Then it's not the Quran that's messed up in the language. It's these doggone teachers and translators. But for the love of me, I could not get that across to my brothers. Bilal Phillips and them conspired to write a book about me called Ansar Cup. The time they spent writing that book about me, they could have translated the Quran for themselves. The money they spent in pushing that book out, they could have had someone's out. I'm just a nobody, remember? I'm just Dwight York, who converted in 1985 and saved me just a nigger. So why is Dwight York, just a disco singer, so important that the Arab world of Saudi Arabia writes a book about me as a nobody? They don't have a book out on Falcon. <laughs> they don't have a book out on Noble Dwali. So if I'm just a nobody, just a nigga, why is Saudi Arabia back a Jamaican-born American living in Canada <laughs> to write a book about me? And the book didn't address my teaching. It was all up in my business. They're so dumb. They, I wrote my signature wrong, put 19, uh, in Arabic 7 in Sudan, and like a 4 and 3 of the same Arabic. They're stupid, they don't know that. Because <laughs> neither one of these, these are not, this is not an Arabic letter. This is not Arabic. That's Hindu. That Arabic number they give you? It's not Arabic. Those are Hindu. Come look it up. In Sudan, we didn't write like that when we were in school. We learned Arabic like this. The original one, two, three, one, two, and one. The original Arabic numbers. Go look at that. It's in Morocco. You can find it. Real mathematics. So he said, born in 1935. That makes me right now 61 years old. And my dad is white because I want it white right now. You understand? Because last week was black. <laughs> I know you're going to ask me that. And when I want it black, it means black them up. Not because I die, because I can think it black. And you got the same power that I'm here to give to you, but not too many for it. Wouldn't it? 
So now they spend all that time writing a book about me. And I tell him, I said, Bilal Phillips, the Saudi Arabians who are Turkish and Indians, because Saudi Arabia is our land. We ain't no Asiatic. The word Asia, Asia, means Orient. Orient stops after the Persian Gulf. Stop letting them tell you Asiatic. You ain't no Asiatic. Now, Asiatic people are our people, so we're one family, but we are not Asiatic. Asia is the Arabic word. It means Oriental. Are you an Oriental? No. Stop that part. Right? So now they write this whole book. Now, I tell Bilal Philip, Bilal, go ask one of them Saudi Arabians, can you Sunni Muslims make Hijrah there? Can you move there and live in one of the most progressive countries in the world? Because they got oil. They got wealth. Try Qatar. Try Abu Dhabi. Try Riyadh. Try Mecca. Medina. Jeddah. Try any one of those Saudi Arabian places. Ask them, can you move your brothers and sisters, Muslims from America, there? They let Idi Amin move there <laughs> to Jizzah, but not into Mecca. Forget Mecca then. Allowed you to move into Saudi Arabia and give you all your own little country. American Muslims. Ask that. Ask them, can you marry their daughters? I'm always. Ask them why you can't find red skin Arabs with the name Bilal. Why don't none of them call themselves Bilal? They got every name but Bilal. They'll say, well, I know one Arab son is named Bilal. <laughs> Bilal was an Ethiopian. Habashia, we say in Africa. the real name. You with me? Yeah. Ask them those questions while they're attacking me, their brother. They're trying to raise up my people my way. Not your way, my way. And why do I need my way? Because in your way, you say the Prophet Muhammad had white armpits. That's what you have in the book of the Hadith. And that bothers me. Because you're telling me there's no racism in Islam, and you're pointing out the color of his armpit that's white. You're telling me there's a Hadith that says, care and obey, even if an Ethiopian slave is put above you. And they say, see, that means even an Ethiopian can be here. No, 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 back up. That's an even if, as if there's something wrong with us. You understand? Bilal can call the Azan. He's a Mu'azim. He's a singer. Something always attributed to black people singing. I don't need that, man. I don't need it. I need my own stuff back. So I went on a journey all throughout Egypt, studying and studying and studying. And to my surprise, I saw that the positions that we were making in Salah each one of those positions were on the walls in the Persian and common. That the word wudu is an Egyptian word meaning, see you later. <laughs> and kabush was an Egyptian word for what they're called in Russell, washing up. I saw the words there. You know what I'm saying? I saw that Islam stole everything out of Egypt. You know what really caught me? When I was making Hajj in Makkah, I got to Jiddah, and you put on what's called an Islam. Say, Islam. It's a white, 
seamless road that they say Nebi Ibrahim walked. Right? When I looked at the word Ibrahim in Arabic, I saw Alif and a Hay and a Ra and Alif and Me. And I said, if you put a Fatha and take away the Tesla, it becomes Ahram, right? Yeah. That's the Arabic word for permanent. Right? Yeah. And the permanent is shaped like the apron of Osiris. You see that black statue, he's standing with his hand like this. This apron comes out as a pyramid. I said, and the word haram, haram, or unlawful, is the same word. And the word harem, where they keep their wives, is the same word. And the first people to have harems were the Egyptians. And the first men to wear white seamless robe were the priests of Amun Ra. And the men to wear the aprons were the kings and priests of Egypt, of Amun Ra again. So I said, is there a relation between Islam and Egypt that they're not telling us? Mm. And I found out today, in Islam, and I've taught this thing for years, buddy, and that's what bothered me, because Islam steals your children. I'll tell you about that too. In Islam, there are words, Hua, which they appear sometimes at the end of the sentence like this, who or he. And it means he or it. Women is a hot and a wild. Now, at the end of the sentence, they put the owl and it catches. Ali, lamb, Ali, they put some vows, then it becomes Allah. For the power of the word is not in the Allah, it's in the Ilah, in the who. You got that? And I looked in the Egyptian books and found out that the highest deity was who? The creative source of will. And even the people, ancient pygmy of Zimbabwe had Hermit. For who? The creative source of will. The being that gave man willpower. The will to be right and wrong. And I looked and said, there's an Egyptian god called Hom. And when in Arabic, if I want to call somebody, I say, Ya Ahmed, Ya Ali, Ya Muhammad, come here. I say, Ya first. So I added the Ya to the name of the creator who, and I came up with Yahuwah. <laughs> that the name Yahuwah was someone calling on the Egyptian deity who. Wow. I went on back into the store and I watched Hagar because I knew she was Egyptian. I said, I knew I had to have supper with Hagar, the Egyptian, and Abraham. Now, I found out that Hagar calls on the God El Roy. And I saw the Arabic word, Ra, to see. The seeing one, the eye. Our HLD, you can't do Didn't you see what we did so people lied about the D? I said, oh boy, D. 
Yal, Yalun, or religion, and the Dean, Dionysus, Dina, Dina, the Crescent deity, a female deity of the Crescent, Islam. Dean, and the word of the Quran has Midrash as the religion of Islam and Dean. The last revelation of Allah to Muhammad is Yadakhaluna Fidina Lahi Akwajan. Yadakhaluna Fidina Lahi Akwajan. They enter into the Deen of Allah in groups. There's a Deen Allah. So there's other Deen, other Allah's Deen. And I said, of course it is. Because in the Torah, the Hebrew word Hadin. Ha Din. Sorry. In Hebrew, Hadin means the same thing. Ha Din. The same word Din. Dinah. The Hebrew daughter. A female. The tribe of Israelites try to hide. Like Jacob didn't have another daughter named Dina. If Isis and Osiris worship, I said, Isis and Osiris, what's going on here? <laughs> I said, how's this tie with Egypt? The Quran, over the Quran, what they call in the second and the largest chapter of the Quran, is called Sunful Bakara. The degree of the cow. But in that chapter, it don't talk about cows, it talks about the golden calf of Israel. And the golden calf of Israel is Hathor. Another name of the deity that incarnated into Hagar. And the symbol of Hathor was the horn. Or the ancient crescent with a circle in it. The circle is the sun. Replace it with you get a star. I start saying to myself, Isa, Isa, Isa. <laughs> Somebody's playing tricks. How am I going to unfold this mess? How am I going to show the Muslims in America that they've been lied to, that they've been deceived, they've been tricked, they don't want to hear the truth. They like following these parallels, and everything they can get to themselves without being self. We don't care nothing about it. Arabs are making millions of dollars a year, I'm sorry, millions of dollars a minute, and they're not building nothing in this country for the Muslim dead. Or they built mosques in London. They built, they're building a mosque in the Vatican. They're building a mosque for the Pope in the Vatican. Check it out. They're building a mosque in France. And the mosque in Manhattan was planned by Chef Daoud. Go back and check out old book out Chef Daoud. The plans and everything. I was there in the 50s. When they wasn't even born, calling themselves Muslims. What happened? What happened to us? Why is everybody so worried about us finding out about ourselves? Why don't they want us to know about our Egyptian? Again, not Egyptian is even the wrong word. Egyptos is Greek. Then some people know it's Kemet. Kemet comes from the word Ham. And Ham was the son of Noah. Cush. Mitzrayim, Muslim, all trick words, Hebrew words. You base all your foundation on the Bible, the Torah, and the Quran, and those are the books that have been made to deceive you. 
Everybody in those books that look like you, they made a bad person. The Egyptians are so bad that God tells Joseph to take Jesus there. The Egyptians are so bad that Jacob and them have to go there. God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sends them over to Egypt to be saved. But the Egyptians are pagans and idol worshippers. But all throughout the scripture, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they say, is sending his prophets there for Satan. Well, the moment you become an Egyptian, you become a pagan, an idol worshiper. But when they say, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, what are you saying? You salli ala rasulullah. What are you saying? To send salat on who? Muhammad? Well, that's not what I mean, but it means salutation. Listen, you're not talking to a fool. Come on, there. Salutation is a French word. Salut. Salutations. Salut. The word salat in the Quran was put in there by the Pope. The word tafur is the Arabic and Hebrew word for prayer. Salat from Yusala comes from the French word salut. Salut. And the Italian, the Latin, all things was Latin and French as well. The Quran, prayer that Muslims are making, Salat al Fajr, You want to keep me here? I'll stay with it. At least until the sun goes, or appears to go. Salat al Fajr. It means the prayer of the dawn. You with that? Yes, Fajr. The prayer of the dawn. What is the dawn? When the sun rises. Fire to Muslims. When you are making Salat al Fajr, are you worshiping the sun? Black, 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 as a haram. Muslim. You base your prayer in the morning on the rising of the sun, and I ask you, are you a sun worshiper in the yard? Blah, 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 blah. As a haram, as a haram, as a haram. And yet you use the word fuzzy. Right? Then comes Salat al Salat al the noon prayer, when the sun is directly above you. So, <laughs> yeah, Muslim moon, Muslim ass. Are you worshiping the sun now? La, 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 that's haram. <laughs> then comes Salat al Salat al The word as, comes in the word asir. To squeeze the juice out of something. Or as the sun is starting to be squeezed out of light. I ask you again. I ask you again. Are you worshiping the sun? If you're basing your prayer on the rising, the height of it, and the ascension of it. What do you tell me? That's wrong. You don't worship the sun. A couple of hours later, comes the last of the Salat al-Maghrib. What is the word Maghrib according to them? The raising. Huh? Blackness. When the sun has started to set. I ask again. Are you worshipping the sun? We are the fourth period of the motion of the sun. Are you worshipping the sun? What do they say, y'all? <laughs> I got time. 
I don't have patience. I ain't laying in no hospital bed, but I got time. <laughs> I try again. Salat so Ish. Ish. Dinner. Dinner prayer. I was going for dinner. Salat so Ish. And then with Irish, you know what I mean? In Hebrew, Ish. Male. They stole so many words from Hebrew. They don't tell you Ish and Ish is male and female. Either. Now is when the sun is gone. Right? Now ask them. What do I ask them? <laughs> what do they say to me? <laughs> now we have watched the sun rise for Blanco Fudger. The sun set the Blanco Mazes. The sun is high for the Blanco Storm. And they even have other prayers called late night prayers, all based on the motion of the sun. When Shahu Ramadan comes, Shahu means a month of Ramadan, fasting, the burning month. Notice they call it Ramadan, the burning month. Why do they call it the burning month? Because that's the month in Islamic hour when the sun is the closest. What's the closest? The How do you say sun Arabic? Shem Shem there you go. So ask them. In Ramadan, are we worshiping the sun? There's a whole surah in the Quran called Surah Shams, a chapter of the sun, Surah Kamal, chapter of the moon. At the end of Ramadan, the whole Muslim world cannot break their fast or eat or bitter until the sighting of the new moon. So I ask them then, do you worship the moon? Because you can't break your fast. Breakfast, break your fast. You can't break your fast until you see the blessing. Are you a moon worshiper? They do worship the sun. They do worship the moon. I was born a Muslim. And we should base everything on the sun and the moon. They have three balls on the top of the mosque before you see the crescent. Why is that crescent and star up there? Because the star represents the sun and the crescent represents the moon. What are these? Dinah symbols. What is Dinah? A fertility deity. You with me? Where's the fertility symbol? The minaret is a penis. The dome is a breast. This goes to all the religions. Who's it go back to? Make it plain. I'll make it as plain as I can. Who's it go back to? Ancient Egypt. Who's the god? Men. Men. Arabic word for from. Men. What is the symbol of men? The symbol of Amun-Ra standing there with a frill in one hand, his right hand, and his phallus in his left hand. Go look up an Egyptian book. Don't think I'm talking dirty. And you know how the story goes? In ancient Egypt, Come on with that Amun lived beneath the waters of the sea alone. He created himself there. And he came up out of the sea. This was a piece, right? In ancient Egypt, you look at the day, before the Quran. And was alone and wanted to create something. So he took himself in hand. And he spread out life. You follow that? Seed. That's why they call it seed man. A man of the sea. You think phonetic they're part of language? Don't think I'm playing word games. That's how they talk in cipher. 
you know what I'm saying? You just you saw a fair one welfare, man, didn't you? <laughs> you found out what justice and just us meant, didn't you? Right. History and history, didn't you? But this deity, Amun set out himself and created beings from it and gave them creative will by who? Who? Men. Few men. You think that's funny, phonetic? Look at each of you see they did it. And all this country is built on Egyptian mystery. That's why the obvious needle in Washington represents the phallic symbol. The dome on the White House represents the breast. They got a minute right there. And we're the first place they built an Orthodox Sunni Muslim mob in the United States was Washington, D.C. Who built it? Dwight David Eisenhower, a Shriner. And it's on an Islamic center right now. Muslims go there and pray and don't know that they have Masonic rituals and a skull and bone right in the same mob. I was there and saw it. Muslims said, why don't you come to the mosque and watch and I laugh? I was there. I was in the hall Pakistan in the lodge. I can go through and read the books. You understand? Please walk with that. Know about that. Know what they're doing. Islam is a trick. It goes back to ancient Egypt. When I say Arabic, Fatiha, at the end of it, I want you to go with me. Okay? Alhamdulillah, you rabbil alameen. Ar-Rahman, you rabbil Maliki, you rabbil. Iyaka na'udu wa iyaka na'udu. Ayyina siraq al-Mustaqeem. Siraq al-Latheen. Hamta alayhim. Qayri al-Maktubi alayhim. The longest sentence held in prayer. And what is it? Amun Ra. Amin comes from the word Amun, the hidden one. They say it comes from the attribute of Allah El Mu'min. Not true. Same root word. They stole it from the Hebrews who say Amin at the end of their prayer. And the Christians who say amen at the end of their prayer. The Muslim ones, the Muslim ones are the last one in that line. They stole it. <laughs> and they didn't even realize when they were killed that the Jews were giving praise to the Egyptian deities. They don't even realize that the god Tammuz and the god Ilu, for where they get Allah, are names in the Judaic calendar which come out of the Babylonian deities. That's right. You can find the name Tammuz and Elu today, and even Eve, Enki Drago's mother, is registered as one of the months in the Jewish calendar in a Babylonian. Actually, you, what are y'all doing? Babylonian names in your calendar. Because they know they copied the Torah from the Emai Elish. You know, Elish and the happened. They're trying to make you think that the tablets of the Sumerians is not for 2,000, 3,000 years old. But if you go to the Bible that they say they believe in and say, find the language of Hebrew in here, they'll get to the word Ebar. And that's Hebrew. 
find a word language of Arabic in here. They get to the name Ashur, Asir, Sarev, Arabic, both coming from Aramic. They find the word Akkadian in here. They can find it. Find the word Chaldean in here. They can find it. Find the word Eric or Orak in here. They can find Orak. Find hieroglyphics in here. They find the names of the pharaohs in here. You with me? Yes, Now say, find Cuneiform in here. Find the word Cuneiform, a Latin word, just being chip wedges. And what was the name of the language Cuneiform? Because we got Akkadian as a name from Akkad. We got Aramic from Aram. We got Hebrew from Ebal. We got Arabic from Arab, who's from the descendants of Jotan from Ashur. What is the name of cuneiform in the Torah? All the other languages are here. Yet you're telling me that they found hundreds of tablets written in cuneiform. Even the Mormon, Joseph Smith, says the tablet he found buried upstate New York was in cuneiform. But none of them will tell you what is the name of cuneiform. If every other language got a name, what is cuneiform's name? Because it couldn't have been Latin that far back. Sanskrit got a name. Farsi, Persian got a name. Portuguese got a name. English, French, Italian. What is the name of cuneiform? Nuwatik. From the word Nabawa, from the word Nu, from the word Nubian, from the word messengers from the sky. Because the beings that were talking in Genesis were talking before Moses got the Torah. They were talking before they said, Muhammad, we reveal this Quran to you, Islam, in your tongue, Arabia and made it simple for you to memorize. They were talking in heaven and talking about the shaping and the forming of the earth in a language. The serpent spoke to Eve in a language. And this is before Genesis chapter 10, when Arabic, Akkadian, and all the languages you call Semitic or Shemiah languages came into existence. What language was God talking in? When you're trying to make people think that the Edomite talents I talk about is more recent than the Torah and the Egyptian mysteries and hieroglyphics can be found in the Bible, but cuneiform can be found on tablets but not found in the Bible. You with me? They don't want you back with your own language. They don't want you speaking in tones. Because when you start speaking in tones, you start conjuring up our ancestors who are buried on these grounds beneath us. You start get, they start getting roused up and you start projecting what Christ said as a man thinking so is he. He knew you had the power to make things happen with your mind. They don't want you identifying with the saints of your family. Come on, God. They don't want you to write or or Gun or Yemayah. They have their teraphim in the Torah. The nation of Islam, they don't know nothing about it. They're still worshiping one of their descendants, Master Prophet Muhammad, who didn't say was God. They're still praying to him. 
The Bible says to still bring the current 13 X, which means 37 X, that's still ancestral worship. But you can't do it. When we do it, everybody criticizes me. When we talk about identifying with our ancestors, I'm on the raw, who y'all all give praise to in your churches as Amen or Amin. Yes, for those who they know. See that? This here is called Mad. They call it a Madda now. It originally was called a Mad in ancient Arabic, Arabic because it symbolized a feather of the Egyptian deity Mad. Now they call it Madda, <coughs> meaning to double something. Like the double U of Washington from Washington. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We got so much information about us. Black just go on and on. I can start with contradictions of the Bible, contradictions of the Quran, contradictions of the Torah, and show you how they lie and change things and mess it up. But you know what you got to start with? Start with the language. If you are a sincere Christian, and learn the language so you can defeat their truth that will stand up for the human age. If you are a sincere Muslim, learn the Arabic so you can go with them step by step, word by word, and not depend on them. If you are a sincere Moorish American, learn that Arabic. If you're a sincere Hebrew Israelite, learn that Hebrew. So nobody ain't giving you no doggone interpretation and no translation. If you don't want to accept mine, then you have every right not to. Then learn the language yourself. You're young enough. You're young enough to take the language apart yourself. Don't tell me you're no sincere Christian and don't want to speak the language. You say Christ spoke. You with me? If you really are sincere about your religion, then start with the word. In the beginning was the logos, the word. When you look up the Greek for logos, it doesn't mean word, it means speech. That speech they're talking about is a conversation that was going on between the angels and said, let us create man. Talking to somebody who talked back to them in one of the languages that had to exist before Genesis chapter 10. But you will find the language. <laughs> you will find the language in Genesis as Cush. It says right in that Bible that the Tigris and the Euphrates and the white and blue now runs down into the land of Ethiopia. Right in the Bible. But in Hebrew, the word is Cush. Cush. And check this out, just for some food for thought. Here in your Bible, we're talking about the creation of a world, heaven and earth, and the heavenly host, right? And in the midst of it, God becomes the economist. You want to know where? God says, and the gold in that land is good. <laughs> right in Genesis, God stops in the middle of all creation and says, and the gold in that land is good. <laughs> Nobody was on the planet yet. There wasn't supposed to be nobody but Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel. Mm. There wasn't no commerce. There wasn't nobody to mine for gold. Mm. Nobody to dig for gold. Gold has to be dug. 
So whoever was talking, he was sore down in earth. But he was telling other angels. Because he wasn't talking to Adam and Eve yet. Because he ain't Christian yet. <laughs> and he said, and the goal of that land is, remember that in the Bible? God is talking about 14, 18, 22, 10, and 24 categories. He said, there's 24 categories down there. God had an interest in gold. Why did God have an interest in gold? Why didn't God say, and the platinum down there is good? Platinum is more viable than gold. Why didn't God say, and the diamonds down there are good? Or the uranium. Why was he interested in gold, folks? Because it deflects sunlight. And he had to build a rainbow dome over you to protect you from the sun. Spoken of in the Bible as a rainbow covenant. Seven layers of strata. You understand that? Creating spheres to protect me and you from the ultraviolet rays of the sun. What is the last color on the rainbow? Violet. And what comes out that gamma? Amber light that can penetrate here and kill people. So a loving, caring, heavenly father was concerned about the gold dust because he created our spheres out of gold dust. And that's why it reflects those beautiful colors like a rainbow. You got to figure out how come the rainbow comes in beautiful colors? Because light bends and reflects off the dust particles of gold. It's in a dome that the Most High Heavenly Father put there to protect you and me from the sun. And the serpent and his children, the Khash, are destroying the ozone layer. And right over Australia right now, there's an opening digging in this. And the rays are coming through. And they're trying to tell you to come down there and put a shrimp on the body. They're talking about you. <laughs> they start inviting people to Australia when they know the radiation level is too high. Who's going to die first? Who's going to die first? Who's going to die first? Melanites or non-melanites? <laughs> They're taking away the ozone layer that the Heavenly Father put up there to protect us from the rays of this sun. As a covenant he made with us. That's why they're trying to get out of here. That's why there's a shuttle every month. Shuttle to where? Shuttle for what? We're not at war with Russia no more. Like we ever was. Where's the race for space now? Have you asked why there's so many shuttles? And where are they going and why they don't tell you that? They're transporting their people out of here. They have made contact with a man called Myers in Switzerland with the Aldebaran and the Platians. And they are leaving here, believe it or not. You may not believe this, but they wouldn't have believed television in 1930. Hmm. They are leaving. They are transporting people off this planet in shows. They are going to the moon. They're going to Mars. They're going to Jupiter. And now they're exploring Titan. And it just confirmed this month that Titan is a planet, not that. It was thought to be the moon, but it's a planet, has an atmosphere just like Earth, and it's covered with a dust cloud. And it's setting us down up this month. I think I told y'all Titan was a planet. If you check Titan out, it takes back the name Europa. Europe. 
They are getting out of here. They are trying to destroy the ozone layer and then leave and let the rays of the sun kill everybody on the planet. But, Anybody wants to leave, don't feel like you got something to do that. I, I, I tell you, I teach all the time, I would not be insulted. Do what you got to do. You understand? But they can't do it. We got underground cities. Did you know that? Didn't you notice when you went past parks and playgrounds, there was doorways leading underground? We built them. We got underground cities connected all across this country. They built one from 42nd Street to 126th Street in the stairwell that was going to run. And didn't tell nobody about it yet. All across us, under us, underground cities. You know what they use them for now? Early in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, you stand out under the city in the lot somewhere and watch the poison coming up out of the sewer. And ask yourself, where is that steam coming from in the morning? It's not there any other part of the day. Tell me that that steam coming up in the morning is from the subway system, the market. That it would be there all day and on every dark, shallow block where there's condensation, you see it. Why only in the morning? Because in the morning, everybody just woke up and that's breathing time. And they put poison and it's popping up in the system, and you're going to the city, and you're taking in poison that is causing you to have miscarriages, causing you not to get pregnant, causing you migraine headaches, causing our sisters breast cancer, causing our men prostate cancer. They, they are killing us. You know why? Because they cannot deal with when the sun hits you, and your feet is on the ground, and your, your solar, you know what I call a solar flare? Because if you look at the ancient pictures of Jesus, they always show the flame of fire right here. And they show them using this less or smallest thing they point at. And they had a rose above it. And that was Jesus telling them that there is a central sun every man. The light that shineth in the darkness, but the darkness comprehended it not. He talked about that light right there. He didn't understand what he was talking. He never understood anything he was saying. He was too busy being involved with the fact that he was different. Come on with it. How different was he, tell me? He was so different that Mary didn't even know who his father was. Did you know that? Mary said to him while in Jerusalem at age 13, why are you hiding from me and your father, Joseph? He didn't say from me and your father, God. Read your Bible. Me and your father, Joseph. They said Jesus would be of the seed of David. The word they use in Greek is sperma. The seed. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. In your Greek. And then when they ask you for the list of Jesus in Matthew, you know what they give you? Joseph's line of descendancy from Jacob. In your Bible. But you keep saying God. Mary keeps saying it. And the Bible keeps saying the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is not a man. He's spirit to y'all. Except for when y'all want to make him three persons in one, then he becomes a person. When Daniel wants to call a man, I saw the man Gabriel, then he's a man. 
Christians talk about them. That's the Holy Spirit. He just touched and she became pregnant. And where the X, where the Y chromosome come from? Whose sperm was carrying David's seed? Because Mary couldn't carry David's seed because Mary don't carry sperm. Right now. She carries over. They don't know. They weren't in tune with the real Messiah. They weren't in tune with Yeshua, they called him. They don't know nothing about him. They wrote a whole bunch of stories about him. How can you say that he's your God and you can't tell him what he was doing with you 1 and 13? God was on earth and y'all didn't keep a record from 1 to 13 when he was in Egypt. And the Egyptians kept a record. That's right. They had more active records than the Jews. That's why we got a lot of writing on the pyramid. And don't fall for that Rosetta Stone trap. Anybody who read the Rosetta Stone got set up by the Egyptians. They fabricated the Rosetta Stone and added the Greek on it so that they would think they're translating. That's why right now I have to retranslate everything. They got all the dates messed up. They don't know how old the Sphinx is now. They're saying now wrote it by water. And it must be older than 3,000 years. So maybe Kufu didn't do it. And now they're all confused. So they got it from the Rosetta Stone who was created by Egyptians to confuse them. And it worked. But we will never tell them our secrets. That's right. And Almighty sent Jesus to Egypt because he knew those the people were God. Told Joseph, take the boy to Egypt until Herod is dead, the Edomites. Right? That's right, right, right. right. That's us. We were the protectors of the Holy Family. We didn't worship Jesus. He was our brother. We protected Jesus as Egyptians. You understand what I'm saying? Read the Bible. The Egyptians protected the, the Holy Family. We protected Joseph when he got into Egypt. We protected Abraham. Gave Isaac back his wife and said, Isaac, why, why didn't you tell me that was your wife? I would have never went against Adonai and did such a thing. That's what Abimelech says. Right in the Bible. He said, I would have never went against the Most High. Right in the Bible. Here's the Egyptians you told us to a pagan, but they're talking to Joseph and they're talking to Abraham in the exact same story. Come on, please. A repeated story. Both of them went to Egypt. Both of them went to Abimelech. Both of them went to Gerar. Both of them went to the same man. Both men took their, took their wives. Both men gave them back their wives. Yeah. Yeah. You want to read that crap? Fool yourself. No, man. Somebody's making up stories. The whole story of Joseph going into Egypt and almost getting raped by the Pharaoh's wife and blaming on, uh, blaming on, uh, on Joseph. That's Anubis and Bata, an ancient Egyptian story. It's recorded. I can go on with parallel stories all night, but y'all getting tired and y'all are front. But I gave y'all so much information, I know your brain is tired. I do the best I can for those who care. I'm only here to bring facts, nothing but facts. I'm not here to be liked. You follow? If you don't like me, it's even safer. Then I ain't got to be bothered with you. <laughs> because when you get bothered with black people, they get all in the business. <laughs> then they see the restaurant they want to talk to you. <laughs> they sit down and talk to you while you're trying to sit with your family and eat. <laughs> they see you in the movie. They want to walk up and conversate and make you miss the picture. If you don't know me, I don't know you better. I ain't trying to be telling you a minister. I'm becoming your teacher. You didn't follow your teacher home from school, don't follow me home. <laughs> you understand? Uh, wants to be a minister, so he has an example you have to follow. I don't have no holy example for you, I am me. You understand? I'll beat you on the food table or lose. I'll beat you on the basketball court or lose. I am your brother from another planet. <laughs> 
and more of us are here. Don't allude to thinking you're one of us. We know who we are. We have come back to the planet for you, as crazy as that may sound. This information I give you, I learned this in what you call a second of your time. Wow. Wow. So I was programmed to give you this. I can talk. I can talk to people to tell you for five straight days. Non-stop, won't get hungry, won't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Constantly talk. I've been programmed to right the wrong. Don't believe anything I say. Take notes and check it out. You understand? People are going to hate me. Blessed is he who is persecuted after righteous name's sake. For great is his reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which you have before. I am not claiming to be a prophet. Let me set the record straight. <laughs> I have never claimed to be the beloved Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, or Isa, and Miriam, and listen, I am not the Messiah. Please, don't let people do that to me. No, oh, he calls himself Jesus. Please, there's a million Muslims with the name Isa. There's nowhere on my name anywhere where you see El Messiah. I repeat, I am not the Messiah. But one of them say that, say, I, I was talking to the man, looking right in his mouth. He said, I am not the Messiah, and I never was the Messiah, and I never will be the Messiah. I am not a prophet. I never was a prophet, and I never will be a prophet. You understand? What else must I tell you that I'm not? It'll make you happy. Want me to tell you what I am? I am your teacher. I am raised up amongst you, sent from above. Above is not a holy place. Above is a kingdom where you are the ruler. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is above. It just said in heaven. And got you missing a kingdom moving in and out of the sky. Heaven is Shemarian in Greek. I mean, in Hebrew. Let me remember the cross. It's Orion. Or Orionus in the Greek of your Bible. Jesus' father is in the Orion star foundation, he said. Right in the Bible. You understand me? I have come to you to right the wrong. Everybody that touches base with me leads with something. Even if you don't like me, you lead with something. Something I said today has touched you. I don't mean emotionally. I mean it touched what you believe. And you say, I'm going to pick that up. <laughs> and you're going to go to some parallel and actually just truly going to say, ah. Okay, great. I'm going to tell you to go check it out by asking somebody to lie. So you go check it out by researching it yourself. Go check out everything. Take this piece of If you don't have one of those holy tablets in front of you, take it. Don't buy it. You can have it. That's why it's there. Take it home with you. Study it. Research it. Find out if those things are real. Find out if there's missing things. You know the funny thing about it? The Muslims say the Quran is the last revelation. There's no other scripture. Wrong. Only tablets is here. The funny part is their kind of mind will say, that ain't no scripture. Say, that ain't no scripture to you. It's a scripture to him. If it's a scripture to him, then it's a scripture. If any one of y'all believe it's a scripture on this planet Earth, because the whole Muslim world says it's not, if one of y'all believe it is, it is. So their book is contradicted. You with me? That's the day and time we're in. 
I might be not, I might not be here teaching y'all next week. Somebody else. No, I'll I'll probably be here. But please, please come with some some hard questions for me. You know, because then you think of a hard question. Go ahead. Um, I wanted to know about um, the appendix and when it ruptured. I was uh, speaking to a brother in class and he said something that you elaborated on why the appendix ruptured. The appendix can erupt for many different reasons. The person can punch you like they did a and erupt your appendix and your liver until you're dead. But what they've done, the appendix, the certain organs in the body that they don't tell you about. They don't tell you what they're there for. That's a lot. This is a long story. You know, I'll be here for a long time. I mean, it all ties into the hippocampus, or what they call hippocampus area of the brain. All right? And once you have an organ there, that organ there charged all of your higher senses, your divine, your connection with the most high. That was surgically removed from you. They maimed you, as they say in the Bible, and they moved your divinity so you cannot walk and talk with God anymore. When they, when they moved one gland, if that gland, like the liver, the liver and the kidneys work together, so if the liver goes bad, then the Well, that's why appendix and tonsils go bad, because we are vocal people. Our power is in our voice. That's why they say Jesus has a voice, the sound of many waters. We can take the walls of Jericho down by our voice. So our, the first thing they try to do is get your tonsils out. Then they tell you you don't need your appendix. All of these things work with the fluids that deal with your over soul, not your underbody. You follow? An erupted appendix will not stop you from having psychic power. Because once a man and a woman come together and become one flesh, organs that are damaged in him can be used from her by embrace. We extend to why when a couple have been hanging out together, they start to walk alike. <laughs> People start saying, that's your sister saying they're totally hugging. <laughs> my wife looks like thousands. And they ask me, is that my sister? You know what I mean? Because we walk, we're together all the time, so we walk alike. I get ready to say something, she said. I'm driving along, I'm getting ready to think something, she said, uh, why don't we just pull over? <laughs> That's the way I want it. Yeah. That's the way it should be. God did. That's how y'all should be. God did. And then when, as you're starting to get sick, he will feel it. As she's starting to get sick, you will feel it. And God you did. can take your vitality. And you can embrace the person you love. And you can hold them. And y'all can grieve together. And you can rejuvenate damaged organs. God <laughs> Too loud. <laughs> he can actually hear his heart and think he's going to have a heart attack. 
Or she can hear her heart go, oh, she got to heart. It's being too fast. No, it's not. You're sharing energy from your mate, and you're getting a double portion of electric nerve centers being sent to activate that chakra or that gland or that coat that will seat. And it makes you think you're going to have a heart attack. As soon as you get up out of bed, you go, Oh, yeah, just get away from her. <laughs> go away from him. That's the power of love. We got such beautiful powers. We don't need four women standing around us just because we got the horns. <laughs> horn, the devil's horn. In one good loyal wife, one good loyal husband, both doing their part, and life is beautiful. Take it from a man who was a foolish polygamist who didn't know what he was doing. I was a Muslim for years of polygamist, and it was miserable to me and the women I was messing over. And it took us all nowhere. I've never been happier than I am now. When I have a wife and a friend and a buddy, someone who laughs, we laugh at the same jokes. We like, no, we don't like the same rules. She's some funny stuff. That stuff. Yeah. Women can eat some funny stuff and call it good. Try this, try this, try this. But we differ there. And we also differ with the nails like this. When they come at your face when you're driving and they look over and they see a bump on your face. And you're on the interstate doing 80 miles an hour and they decide they want to bust a bump on the face. There are those funny, magical things that you can't explain. Life, brother, y'all know that. The moment you're in the house, you need us, you can't find us. Yeah. And like, right now, I need them. I'm like, hold something. The water's leaking, and I'm going to be like, right? Soon as I figure out, she's going to say, it's going to help you. And I want y'all was so in tune at that point that she was on the other end doing something else. And one time he said, what's going on? I was with the kids, because one of the kids was almost going to do something. So he said, wow, it's magical, the power of love. Yeah. It's powerful. All these young people that don't have somebody to love, find someone to love. <laughs> anyway, find someone to love. You guys, do they have a... <laughs> having your little spats? Get rid of them spats. You need each other now more than ever to become one flesh, to work together. Oh, yeah. And believe me, anytime there's an argument, either both of y'all are right, both of y'all are wrong, one of y'all is right, the other one is wrong, and it can go on like that. The smartest one says, guess what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're right. Let's not fight. Well, <laughs> don't ever go to bed. Fight. Don't get to Don't do it. Solve the argument before you go to bed. You know why he's flirting? Or why you always accuse him of flirting? Because he's a flirt. <laughs> you know why? Y'all want to stand on the floor? I don't wait. I don't wait. You know why we've been a flirt? Step on in. 
because you women have ended up into the order of dogs. You're the first to say, all oh, you men ain't nothing but dogs. You didn't say it so much, now we believe it, and now we go around sniffing everybody. <laughs> Everything was covered. She was like, y'all didn't make no headbreaking up nothing. 
kind of furniture you couldn't move. <laughs> Nowadays, you can walk in the house and take a dress and throw it for the room. The grandmother had real furniture. You could run into that furniture and be comatose for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm quite sure that some of our presidents bumped into their parents' furniture when they were kids. They had brain damage. <laughs> you remember those days? Yeah. Grandma was a special being. And I'm never going to forget her. And if that's called ancestral worship, then accuse me of ancestral worship because I worship the ground my grandmother walked on. She was a great Native American. You can find her picture inside the Black Indian book under Fletcher. She's standing there proud as ever. That's my grandmother. And she's the one who raised me. In Teaneck, New Jersey, not in Brooklyn, clown. <laughs> and I loved that woman and it gave me a certain respect for women until I lost it when I became a Muslim and started treating women like cattle like secondary creatures that's what it teaches us don't you lie, you know it does and now I feel better I feel whole again the Christians got a better concept on life than Muslims by far by far. They don't know Muslims don't know nothing about life. Their whole concept, if you don't believe me, let's kill you. Right. You only be with my doctrine, you got to be wrong. The Quran is right, the Quran is wrong. Let's turn up the building, let's go to everybody else, let's kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> in the name of the law. Mind you, like a law calls you on the phone and say, Well, I'm in the law for welfare, Senator, for the reader. The lion wants you to be welfare, Senator. He said, Coon, fire, coon. And the welfare, Senator, just go, a lot of them got to send your little nanny ass down there to do no work for And it's so sick to think that you got to kill somebody because they have different beliefs than you. That's not what we teach. We are never the aggressor here. In the Anasarlock community, we used to get abused by the students. Not because we couldn't knock one of them over eating pumps out, but because I would tell our brothers, uh-uh, that's not our way. That's our brothers. They don't like us. Yeah, well, I'll just stomp you in your face. You bring up your own wrong Brother, first of all, you can't do the time. Because when you get in there, they're going to break your soon. You ain't going to be able to make a lock anymore. They're going to slap you with some handbox. They're going to shave off that bed. You understand? So, brother, you ain't ready to go to jail. So stop front. Then, you ain't ready to die. You front. You like living. That's why you're living. You like ritual. People like rituals. People ready to die don't have rituals. You know they die? Bad men, bad men. There are no one that walk the street waiting to get hit. <laughs> That's the real religious people on the planet. But they will threaten you because their religion goes to a point where they're mentally defeated. And they send you, I'm telling you, Amorites have sent Nubians out to kill me. Amorite red, red Arabs. Kill me. And brothers want to kill me for some Saudi Arabian or for some Bangladeshi. Want to kill their brothers and say, excuse me, brothers, why can't we just prove them wrong? It's not like he hides. For 25 years, I came out every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and stood in a forum like this in Brooklyn and said, anybody come and ask me anything. And Alex came, Jews came. Uh, Buddhists came, Seventh-day Adventists came, Heidi Christians came, and all of them left the same way. I don't feel that he's smart. Some of y'all say he's, he's a smart. He's a charismatic. He knows he feels. But the fact, 
Don't, don't, don't go past what I'm saying. Right. All I'm saying is facts. How are we telling all these facts and you can't stand? Oh, he was only looking for 19. I'm only looking for 1965 and I speak through an Arabic. That's right. And if you, if you have an ear for Arabic, you'll know my pronunciation is not American. My pronunciation is the book. As we say in Arabic, exact. If all of us, they know that. And when I dealt with the Hebrews, I did the same thing. Why? How? Because of ego tripping? No, because I did my job. That's right. I did my homework. I did my job. You don't stand in front of a Muslim mosque if you're not fluent in Africa. You don't stand in front of a synagogue if you're not fluent in Hebrew. You don't stand and say you know if you don't know. Because I will put you to the test. Because I see you. I, as one man, can't get my hands on anybody. I'm raising up you. And I want you to be in depth. I want you to study. I want you to be bad. I want you to be as bad as I was. I was so bad. How bad am I? So bad. <laughs> They're all afraid of me. Farrakhan <laughs> and people won't come near me with a 10-foot pole. They act like I don't exist. I got literally millions of followers, and you don't never hear them talking about me. They talk about Yahweh. They talk about what? The media, the news, don't never say nothing about me. They don't invite me to die on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen your daddy? No. They invite me to invite Dr. Clement. They invite Farrakhan. They won't invite me. <clears throat> you know why they invite me on television? They know the effect I have. They made like I didn't exist. Your father had books in 10 languages out French, Hausa, Spanish. Yes, we have books all over the world. Followers all over the world. And they say the fastest growing religion in the world is Islam. I got the prize for you. The fastest growing movement in the world right now is Morocco. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every week I can come here and give you new countries that are coming over. Doctors, lawyers, policemen. I mean, all, all walks of life are coming over. You know why? Because it's facts. That's right. It's up to they can go and research to find out facts. No more myths. Yes, my brother. I am a carpenter. Okay. My lady is master gardener. Mm. How can we come out here to help do this? Well, as you see, and uh, as you see, the brothers out there are building a, a filon, which is called a pylon in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And the others over there, three permits are being built. Yes, sir. Right now, by the time second day, these two of them should be up here. All right. And we need brothers with talent and sisters with talent. The sisters were just, but they have their own power here. You know what my brothers telling them to do? They were just telling us they're going to start planting their own food out there to save us some money. I ain't got no problem with that. She's a master gardener. Well, that's what they said. Don't be, don't be aggressive. He's giving you the props. Take the props. How often the black man give them a black woman props? What's wrong, baby? Yeah. 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 My wife's a master gardener. He goes, yeah.
We don't need to, don't let them turn you off no soft, backing closet. Women stand up and learn. Go to school and learn. Observe. Knock on doors, go to library, they throw you out. Ask yourself, you know they're not going to give you. <laughs> yeah. But be there to make a difference. Yes. Uh, which one are you? I don't even know which one you are. You're the good one or the bad one? There's two of them. There's two of them. Is that one of them? He's outside. There's a duplicate in his character. They've been following me for almost 20 years. Right? Okay, go ahead. Are you, the, are you you or are you your mother? I think I'm me. Okay, you're not happy. Okay, you're not happy. You're okay, you're a good one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was there, I would say the same thing. I was hoping I could get the, uh, the internet address. Our internet address? Yes. Yeah. Just go into Mel's internet. Find the waffle. I'm easy to find. I'm all over the net. And plus, we got followers under so many, they got so many pages full of stuff in there. I'm amazed some of the stuff they write. I sit there and read y'all stuff. You know, I'm like, this is great. Who wrote this? It sounds like, sound like what I teach. <laughs> they, some of these young boys are listening to teaching the doctor better than I am. We're in there every um, Thursday night for, for, for OM. So you got to come in as an OM member. You got to put your password number in. Then we give you a sacred word and private. And you go into a private forum where we discuss things that nobody can be in, even though we know they're tapped into the internet. We're not students. Don't be in the We don't know. Then we have Muwafiq classes, then we have Saturday class, and sometime on Friday we go to the Islamic Forum just to beat up the Muslims for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and Muwafiq. Uh, I was my, my brother was telling me that uh, uh, you had made a distinction between the year 2000, you know, and things happening at that time. Huh. You said, uh, you said, it you could know. be now. Uh, excuse me? It could be now. No, no. Uh, 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 Something, something happened to do with um, that their calendar is off, and that it's actually going to happen in 2003. Right. Well, yeah, see what happened is they went back. Whenever they tell you, whenever the Christians tell you about the beginning of the world, they say 4004. And that's not the beginning of the world, that's the birth of Canaan. Right? But that four years is jumped off when they jump down to Jesus, they say the year one. And they say 2000 years. And then they say now we're in 1997. What about those other four years? They keep losing those four years, which will take us up to 2001. So our time shifts from the year 2000 to 2003. Though there will be a lineup on May 5th, 2000, which is the bringing in of the calamity. You will be here to visit that. All right? <clears throat> yeah. I'd like to know, are you still marrying couples? Me personally? Yes. Not yet. Uh, we, well, the moment we got the, the land turned into to Karnak, to Egypt, and that's going to be this summer. Right? When the temples and stuff are finished and the pyramids up, we'll be having ceremonies full Egyptian. Okay, well, why you guys do Y'all guys get married again? Yeah, we are. And we talked to you uh, during the ball. Right. We gave us some things. We, we also wrote you some Right. I'm in a situation where I walked through the other side to talk to a guy from uh, Luke Evangelist. My name is Dr. Dennis Terry. I've been following the man for four years. I was a devoted Christian who thought he had the truth until I met the man of this time. Dr. Malachi Z. York has come to right the wrong. No more spook belief. No more blind faith. He has a fact. Bring on your imam. Bring on your priest. Bring on your sex and rabbis. Dr. Malachi Z. York speaks all of their Semitic languages that most of them don't even know. He has allowed burnt men and women, scholars, and their followers to question him. And that wasn't a question he couldn't answer. So now that he's asking the question, they all fall to the truth. You can't box with God. 
So without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you the most profound teacher in this day and time, Dr. Malachi Z. York. With all the things happening today, why is it that Nubians aren't responding and not realizing that the end of the world is near? With all the doctrine that's coming out and all the different things that you're doing little by little, you know, you have an effect on it in a big way. And, and you just have to be ready for it. Unfortunately, a lot of Nubians are not into computers like we are. And um, they don't even know about the Hellbox. They don't even know, they don't know about the Hellbox, but comics. Right? A lot of you don't know about the Hellbox comics yet. That's why I got, what I did is I got a copy of the tape so you can hear the analyze tell them about a craft like, like, like entity that has, seems like it's alive, yet not alive, that's four times the size of Earth that they just discovered. And NASA has confirmed that it's there. And that's the meteorite that came into existence two years ago called Heba. And I saw the tape and they called Heba. And they're actually talking about this, this new craft thing. And they tell you it's coming towards Earth. And it's, intelligently controlled and it's coming to get a group of people and they say on the tape that these group of people that they're coming to get are people that are involved in, in an advanced study and 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 no they literally say it on the tape they say they're out to teach people did anybody hear anything yet oh yeah yeah they'll pick it up right dropping the car on the way back home and listen to it and the end of it the guy says uh, in the beginning of it in fact he says um uh i'd like to thank um Dr. Thomas, uh, something is Malachi. That's not me now, but if somebody uses the name Malachi, most of them don't pronounce the name Malachi, they pronounce the name Malachi. Right? So it's a slip of tongue. And when they say Malachi, that means they, they're letting us know where it's all over, but they cannot deny. And we have the, we went into the computer and um, internet, and it showed us the comet. They had pictures of the comet in there, and um, it's good to know it's here. They noticed, they noticed the bill, and they literally say on the tape, uh, Zachariah Sitchin refers to this as Nibiru. Next um, came into us was, um, I tried to fact it as many people as I can. I don't know if you got it. The skull. Right? You know the skull? The skull of a denacle. It was twice the chromium size. And right after that, about two days later, they sent us the skull of a terror. A cone. So they, by, when we said the cone is the real, people thought he was chopping off Saturday Night Live. Of course, they don't know that everything the Amorites are here. We put the intelligence in front of you so you won't believe it. But they got actual skulls. And we're getting more information coming constantly because now that people know through the internet that we're the source of this information, they feel free sending us stuff. Amorites, everybody, I'm just clipping. I got like 10 stories on how Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. You hear somebody had dogs with that one? I had children. I was kids who moved, you know, was protected by the, you know, home. Except for all these stories are coming out. They had a whole thing on television the other night on um, Discovery of London, where they talk about, you know, the, you know, the um, graves of, of skulls, the graves of skulls under Old Jerusalem. Well, they have a place called the Graves of Skulls under Old Jerusalem, for those who don't know, where they have all the skeletons of all the uh, popes and all of that. And this is that, that place where they say that um, Freemasons go and they eat to a certain degree, believe me, I know. And they go to Jerusalem and they go beneath Old Jerusalem and they see the body of Jesus. And uh, they've taken the body of Muhammad out of the 18th century, out of Medina, that's when they rebuilt Medina. The mosque in the north, and they, when they did that there, what actually happened is the shrine took the body of Muhammad out of that, which they had preserved, and his body was also in the, under there. And, and only uh, people of a certain degree of are allowed to see it as a confirmation. Actually, 
they're not looking at Jesus' body, they're looking at Bar Jesus' body. Because in, in, in a higher degree, they tell you that Jesus went to Egypt and he died there at 120. But Jesus' son, why he was the one that was killed in the streets of Jerusalem, body transferred to the Vatican in Rome, where they simulated the crucifixion of him there, kept his body there for a certain amount of years, and then the Knights of Templar went there and got it and bought it and put it in there. So they have a special chamber where they keep things sacred. They're also, I don't know if you all remember years ago, I said, under the sink, there's some documents here that I talked about there. They're trying to get up under the sink to get the documents. They found out sink is the symbol, was a symbol of, you know, in the astrological chart of the ancient Egyptians, you know, as the, uh, the era of Leo, the lion. That's what it's supposed to symbolize, and that's something to do with the Mars project and the, what they refer to as the Adama project. This is that one Adam, right? And so they are unmasking, because we should never say they discovered anything. They don't discover, they uncover things that we bury, right? So a new word, just a new one for you. <laughs> they don't discover anything. Anyway, they're starting to uncover a lot of the things that's going to confirm everything that you have put trust in me in is going to become confirmed for you in front of your own eyes. I'm not that you need it. I know some of y'all be following me wherever I go. And I appreciate that. But I'm just saying it is good for those who come to your class with the skeptics. And I didn't say skeptics. I said skeptics. They come skipping around <laughs> looking for some type of evidence to what appears to be a science fiction movie when you start kicking the doctrine on them. I know deep in your heart, as much as you may have loved me and I you, when you had to go out and teach what I was teaching you, it was difficult. And they know God away from another friend. And he is 19 spirits talking to him. And, and you know, never mind, we'll pick this up later. Let's talk about, let's talk about something that appears more sensible. But the confirmation of who and what I am is confirming itself. And that's the best I can ask for from my brother, beyond the stars, because they didn't get the little help. Because to come here, you know, to incarnate into this individual's body and try to convey this message to people that have been so television, so subliminally sedated. I mean, they removed the essence of the nine from me and implanted the six the lower side of the circle. It's such a hard job just to get you to not listen to the wrong music. You think you're saying something cool when you say, I like um, such and such a music. You don't understand nothing about music. But y'all are familiar with the 800 megahertz frequencies that are coming through the air now. You're familiar with that. You do? You do? No, you're not. Okay, well, I thought I talked about it. But you know, each one of the human beings have in their brain, they're called magnetic particles. That's the best term that they can come up with them. One day, of course, I'll give you the real name, but let's let them play with it for a while. Magnetic particles. You have nine magnetic particles in the brain. All right? These magnetic particles can be affected by wavelengths, by frequencies, higher and lower. Now, the cellular phones are all set at 800 megahertz. And that brain of yours was 900 megahertz. You follow that? And it dropped. Down. And I was speaking about the brain capacity of an amorite being less than that of a Nubian. They were talking about that frequency response, your ability to respond to sound. All right? Of course, as you know, microwave also is moving on a sound. I, I can explain that a couple of years ago how microwave cooks food by sound. 
which means that they're able to cue in and bed some of those magnetic particles. A lot of Nubians, instead of walking around in nine ether, the nine ether is beyond the head, you might think the nine ether state of activated nine magnetic particles, they have dropped down to four, three, two, and when you see a brother who's totally delirious, unable to coagulate words, he's about down to one, and some just go vegetate out. And what they have to do is they give you all types of drugs so that it drops your body down to what's referred to as an alpha wavelength, which is one step from dead. And that way you stay what they refer to as monotone. Monotheos. Monotone. Mono. It keeps you dead. Right? And so they are now capable of sending these frequencies out. They are putting these stations along the road. I know it's all across the country. If you look up, you see this thing on a tall pole and it's shaped like a tetrahedron, and it has little things on all three sides. Just look for them, and, and you'll see them. Well, right now the government has 24 different satellites aligned to the planet around the planet. All right? And he has 24,000 of these receivers and senders situated across the country. He is able to tune in to your radio via frequency. It's called frequency response. This unit that I picked up, that I, that I brought here and clicked on is a unit that's making it possible for everybody on Kadesh to turn to a certain station on the radio and they can hear me talk without any wire. Which means I'm sending controlled frequencies to the air. You follow that? Once I understand, once I understand as humans, and that his brain waves are between 900 and 700. You follow? Seven and a half ounce of brain, you know that? 900 and 700 on megahertz, I can send out certain types of frequencies. I can also lock these frequencies into music because when they started doing it, they did it in a place called uh, Wackenhut Naval Base. We should investigate to find out before they saw that. And the reason why they refer to it as the Harp project, if you heard that, out of Alaska, is because a harp, of course, is an instrument. And they know that by strumming a harp, you can get different response. Years ago, a lot of people used to come to me and ask me, how do they line their body up? And I would tell them, what they had to do is go to a keyboard and um, take middle C and find the two eighths of octaves. Find the octave between middle C from one to the next. Of course, you know it's eight notes. And I said, you go up and down the keyboard until you find that note that soothes your body. And then you'll know what key you're vibrating on. You know what vibration works with your body. The uh, Buddha or the Tibetans, they know about this. And so they have learned how to make their throat make three sounds simultaneously. And they chant like that. Constantly. And they got this going on right now while we're sitting here. Meanwhile, the practitioners of the faith start off 
And they're on another frequency while the priests are bullying. The sound is the same thing. If Deke is making a certain sound and I do another sound, I have step up or a whole step up. And I do a, a, let's say he does a one and I do a three and he does a five, we create what's called harmony. You follow that? As you know, none of the groups are seen in harmony no more. They have this new kind of harmony called unitary and harmony. They think they're singing in harmony because two or three of them are singing the same note and it's partially unison, unison in part harmony, and none of the kids have it no more because they had to stop that because that vibrates three bones up here in the sinus that connect to the tetrahedron that the nose creates, which opens the eye of the seer, the third eye. They know what frequencies we move on. They know our emotional state. Now, they click them on and off at different times. For instance, Sunday morning, they have it on a very low frequency, and people feel it's Sunday, even when they're not Christian. They have it where, well, it's Sunday, it's kind of calm. When it comes to about 8 o'clock Sunday, they start to speed up the, 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 the oscillation Right? And I'm going to get the oscillators in a minute. Speed up the oscillation valves inside the frequency. You get the response. It gets higher pitch and people become more hyper. Someday people start speeding faster because they're trying to get them prepared for months. What has happened is they know that our body moves on a different frequency. We spawn differently than theirs does. Obviously. Because most Caucasian singers sing in high natural voices. Most Nubian singers singing low voices, or they were forced to emulate the Amorite and you were referred to as a falsetto or a placement, but not a natural high voice. Very few Nubian singers have a natural high voice, unless they go out their way to, like Seal or a couple of other who want to be Amorite, go out their way to sound like Amorite. They're already programmed. They've already got inside his head when he had that accident. And alter the frequency. They can also alter your frequency response. Let me tell you about that so you can better understand. Um, years ago, I tried to teach this, but people wasn't as ready then as they are now. Simple, not uncomplicated. It's the period of time that music could be changed. From the time you came in from Africa, when everything was based on drums and chants, right? And you had a kalimba, you follow that? And you had a marimba. And then as it moved into the Latino world, and you had the conga, and et cetera, et cetera. You know the, the instruments I'm talking about that apply to us. As a people. All right. Now, eventually, our music went into blues. Of course, blues was a result of the fact that the Amorite gave us the blues. He took everything from us, beat us up, robbed us, raped us, castrated us, and we became quite depressed. As a result, our music, which is our emotion, became depressed. In due time, that blues changed into rock and roll what people who had cars <laughs> and R&B for those who didn't. The reason why they called it rock and roll is because little Caucasian kids with combs in their back pocket and grease in their hair and bucks on used to drive around with their car radios on and rock while they rolled. Most Nubians couldn't afford a car, so ours was based on rhythm and blues. All of them were standing one place dancing. And the blues was mixed in depression, now with rhythm, and we called it up tempo. Speed up the tempo a little bit. 
And there we got rhythm and blues. All right, I'm right, of course, want to do rhythm and blues, the same way a lot of Negroes want to try to do heavy metal and rock. It won't work. Hootie and the Blue Fish, it won't work long. He was just put out there to destroy the fact that they had no Caucasians that came up with any good hits this year. And they needed a Negro who was a Caucasian to take all the awards. That's all. All right, so as that happened, he started squeezing us, namely the men, to get us to start singing in high voices, come commence around the 60s. And that produced the Delphonics, Blue Magic, Stylistics, Black Ivory, Shy Light, Nancy Mortem, Smokey Robinson and Miracles. Temptations had, but they had a uh, Melbourne. A lot of the hit records were based on um, Aleem is his real name. Eddie Kendrick was his um, other name, right? And he was a false setup. This was done intentionally to get us to love high pitch sound. You follow? Because that's the only way we can get a hit record is to sing the way they want. And so Blue Magic and everybody, we all screaming our voices out trying to sound like white people with white men singing naturally in a high voice, you know, with the stuff that's singing stuff. Right? But, um, they managed to control our minds then. While we were in these clubs, you know, clubs are used for one thing, gathering people or hitting people in the head with, and when you went to a club, both things would happen to you. They were gathering you and clubbing you in the head, right? <laughs> so we were gathering these clubs, and it was before disco preaching, and we started dancing. The best thing we could go back to was our Latin roots. You follow that? So we grabbed the Latin, and we started going to the Palladium, and dancing to the Allegro All-Stars and Tio uh, Puente, Pacheco, and we were in it. And he saw that the Latin population was becoming one with the Negro population. And that really frightened him, that we realized that we're the same family. So he tried to split us, but as a split occurred, instead of us going totally away, we started hustling. You know what hustle means, right? Moving fast, jumping around that clown. So we started hustling. And then what he did, is he staged an invasion of America by a group called Devo. And they came in with a sound, Trans-Europe Express. Had no body language, the group stood there in plastic hats and black eyes and no motion, and just was saying over and over again, Trans-Europe Express, that's all he said. Trans-Europe Express. And everybody was listening at them. What they were doing is they were introducing the Moog synthesizer. One of the first, first synthesizers to come in and take out analog sound to bring in digital, to take out acoustic sound and bring in the synthetic instrument. By acoustic sound, I mean when you see a person pick up a guitar with natural strings, not even the metal strings even, the catgut strings, with a wood body, and they're playing that sound with no metal and no wires, no amplification, that's uh, acoustic. When you see a guy pick up a guitar that's all plastic and stick a wire and go, that's the first stage of the digital, though a lot of times the original amplifiers were still analog. Analog means it was by two, Tesla's baby. All right? Digital crossed out. All right, so they brought in this group called Devo, and they came in to remove the soul. We moved gradually out the hustle into what was called the bus stop. It was a form of destroying. Amorites took the hustle because it happened is the gay population likes to hustle because it had a lot of body flair to it. It was very much like bulging. Everything was spinning and throwing their hands up. So this was a way for a guy to get his sugar out of his shoes 
without the public record, he can consider himself a good hustler, right? And then from that, he can move over and become a good disco dancer. So the guys that he knew that were very good dancers in the discotheque were usually had a little sugar in their shoes. And they had it working, they had it working together, they knew what they were doing, right? And then after they did that, they started slowly and slowly introducing their music to our children. Now, how they do that? They remove all of the real instruments. 99% of the music that you hear on the radio or record or tape or CD today is synthetic. The, the violins are fake. The bass is fake. The drums are fake. It's all in drum machines. No more human elements. Without the human element, there's really no emotion. And I don't care whether they tell you, you know, when I sample, I put my emotions in it. You put your emotions in the first three licks, and then when you push that continuation button and it goes on by itself, there's no more emotions about what you say. You follow? This is all part of the plan. The mind control. The heart project relates to the rainbow project. Because where there's sound, there's light. And when sound vibrates, different frequencies give off different colors of light. When you look up and see a rainbow, and you see the seven colors of the rainbow, if you would, if they could tap a wire into the violet, you'd get a certain frequency that would give you a certain tone. They knew that. I'm saying that they, they knew that they had to destroy the root of nine ether, not the hair. They had to get down beneath the hair. The hair grows out of the root, and that's connected to the protein in the body. That's the, the essence of you. They had to get down inside to destroy that before they could destroy the God in you and turn you to, from a man to a Which they have, in most cases, if you look at the media today, succeeded in doing. People have transformed into these. You are afraid when you walk through more. And you are the newbie. And you're afraid of your own people. Yes, because that's how dangerous they are scared of you. Don't tell me that every place you go, if you come across a bunch of movies, you're never afraid. Even if you're afraid of what you might have to do to one of them niggas, it's still fair. Because you don't feel like having to hurt nobody, and you definitely don't want to get hurt. But they have done something. There's definitely a transformation that's taken place. So what happened is they eased into the recording studios and made something that was exclusively controlled by record companies a public fad. Get your own recording studio, your own drum machine, your own everything put in your basement, and do your own mixing and sound and make your own record. They eliminated all of the acoustic piano. They even made what they referred to as an electric acoustic piano by Yamaha. And I said it as Yamaha and not Yamaha because the Arabs are also a part of it. And if you look back in the VFAN cover, you'll see I have Arabs on there too because they have been working with the devil way back. I put it in the Vietnam book where you see each one of the Saudi Arabian kings sitting with a different president. This has not been one sympathizer. This goes all the way back to the Sultan himself, who you can find in the first page of the cover of Noble Ali's book, and made reference to several times in the Nation of Islam teaching. They also, I might add, make the mistake for that new information of giving Muhammad two identities in the nation of Islam people. One Muhammad in the message to the black man is referred to as a black Arab. They say he was of the black Arab nation. That is the message to the black man. Another set of teachings say, says that Muhammad was a Caucasian 
And if the wise men came together and told him how he could not convert his people, and he died as a result of a broken heart. That is two different Muhammad. One is Muhammad the conqueror of Palestine, which is clear in the lesson when it says that the devil helped us take Palestine. The Prophet Muhammad, of 1400 years ago, the black Arab, had nothing to do with Palestine ever. He never had any dealings with Caucasians in his whole life. There's no place ever recorded of Rasulullah Muhammad, alayhi salatu wasalam, ever having anything to do with Caucasians. They mention him in the Quran under the term Rome, or still the name Rome. But that's it. They mention it in Surah Taha as on the, uh, the year 2102, on the day the trumpet is blown, we shall gather together the guilty blue-eyed. And of course, the Arabs, in their latest translation out of Saudi Arabia, which I have, the latest Quran has blue-eyed. Before we flare, flare, Zurkan means blue. Zurkan, Azra, everybody knows blue. But that's that. To set their record straight, Muhammad was not making uh, a mistake in reference to Muhammad being white in one place and black in the next. No, contrary. It was two different Muhammads. Muhammad the Conqueror was the one that's talking about in the one to 14 in the fact. That's not Rasulullah they're talking about of taking devil's head. Prophet Muhammad never killed an Amorite in his life because he never came in contact with Amorites. However, Muhammad the Conqueror called the great prophet Muhammad by the European. He did kill Amorites. And he was brokenhearted insofar as Allah Hadid, defender of the faith, went into the court of King Richard, revived him, lived with him when he was wounded. Remember, he almost struck down with a lance, brought him back to life and could not convert him and wasn't able to convert the invading Christians who came to Jerusalem. The Muslims there could not convert those Christians because they did not realize they were dealing with the rose and the cross. A certain degree of Knights of Templars who make it, who know more than Islam. And so he was brokenhearted for that. You got that? Part of the chapter, all right? So now, getting back to the situation, yeah. So here in the world of North America, we, we're now in the club getting banged upside the head with this new music that has only a bottom and a top called disco. We broke away from it and in came sympathetic instruments and they rushed into the population access to all types of machines, drum machines, keyboards, keyboards that play by themselves, pre-coded keyboards, just put the button in the music radio, everything to keep you on a synthetic wavelength. Why? To get back to the point, to try to damage the nine magnetic particles in the brain that link you to being a part of the ethereum. The ethereum is vibrating with you on those nine particles. When you have damaged particles, you have flash headaches that flicker from one side to the next. Not the same headache you get when you're trying to tune in on one eye, but behind this area now, I'm talking about behind the ear, you get a pain behind it that you feel like you're getting a stiff neck, right? That's because some of your magnetic particles are dead. The next question is always, can they be reactivated? No, they can't. You can learn to operate on them the same way a maimed individual can learn to survive, but you can never get them reactivated. Um, how did I destroy it? By putting headphones on and listening to music that was on a different wavelength than your body chemistry, repeatedly. You got the, the speakers bigger, the sound louder, the Amorites, 
as an amplifier they call a marshal. They didn't want Fender, they wanted a marshal, and it had two extra digits on it for distortion. And they were sending out distorted sounds. And Amalite hooks up his guitar for heavy metal. He puts it on distortion. He wants a distorted sound. He sends that out of the air and it damages the brain. It does not damage Amalite. What it does is it stimulates them. And they start jumping around like Mexican beans in a pot. Bouncing off each other, falling on the ground. They will literally, they have the brain part of the thing up. I'm not going to follow them. To try to fuse them, they would actually take their heads and stand back and shake their heads in a complete circular motion wildly while I'm able to play the board. I'm going to do it long because I won't be able to get up. Right? And they would do that and stand straight. You get up and try to do that. You will tangle your ether cords because you have one of these one of the particles and fall flat on your lips. When you're spinning a person around, when you're spinning around a circle, they say, as long as you got four focal points, you don't have to worry about being just. The moment you lose focal point as you're spinning clockwise or counterclockwise, that's how one becomes dizzy. Right? That's what dancing is about. Michael Jackson was a shaitan for them to teach black kids to stand and do a triple and double spin. They'll tell you Nubians should not get into ballet. It's not for you. When you try to tell your them that you want your child to take ballet in school, they'll tell you it's not for your kids. Their posture is different. Actually, we tend to get dizzy quicker than they do. And that's because they're already dizzy. They're already suffering from brain deficiency because they're mutants. Anything that's a mutant or mutate from something else has a deficiency. He doesn't make his deficiencies public. You have to see them. But what he does make public is a desire to be him with your ability. He will lure you into his environment to feed off you because he is symbolically Dracula. Sounds weird. Right? Boris Carlos and Bella Lugosi and those guys were symbols of Drago. A star constellation. Dracon, if you look in your Bible, in the Greek, where they have the dragon, the devil, he's called Dragon, Dracula. When does Dracula come out? The moon cycle. What does Dracula do? He takes the blood of the innocent and he turns them into Vampire. But before he does that, he always creates a what? A ghoul. He creates a Negro that will help him destroy you. That will he can work in the sun. That's why you know the ghoul is symbolic of Negro. Because he's a vampire that does not have to go in a coffin at night. He can roam during the day. That's the charm that they work with them setting us up. His thing is to get into your bloodstream. Why do you want to get into your bloodstream? Hemoglobin. He needs the hemoglobin to produce the plasma, otherwise, as a hemophilia, he will die. When the sun catches him, he turns to dust. Or as he says in the Bible, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. When the sun cycle comes in, and it's coming in now, he is turning to cancers on the rise. You're in his story, too. You're King Kong. You are King Kong in his story. Want the story? King Kong is a giant gorilla with supernatural strength. He was a god while he was in Africa. The reason why they call him King Kong is because Congo is Central Africa. And they're implying everybody in Africa, the Congo. 
the king was under the spell. In his homeland in Africa, he's worshipped by his own people. Every night, he would come to their town or their village, where he had, and he had a big fence built up against him. Wouldn't he? And he would, they would have offerings of young virgins for him. And he would come to town, they would put the virgins up there, and that would appease him, and he would go about his business. And they lived like that. It was all right. Everybody was happy. Some Canaanites came along, stumbled into their village, and it came evening, and they had to start running and closing the gates, if you remember. Remember that? And they got scared. They said, what's going on? They said, close the gates. Well, Boomba, Kong was coming. They was going to Boomba, you know, stuff that they play. And in time, there was this large boom, boom, step. And they saw King Kong. The first thing that came to their mind was how to get King Kong back to America on stage so they can make the money out. So what they did is they lured him with a white woman. Because he was used to that. So the Africans said, if we give him her, he might not want to come back at all. See the blame? Watch it. So King Kong kidnaps the white woman, runs off into the woods, thus starts the episode of the Amorites torn throughout Africa to get the king, the giant, and bring them to America. Eventually, they date King Kong while he is trying to have a sexual relationship with this white woman. And they inject him, date him, tie him down, put him on a ship, and sail him to the passage over to America. When he gets to America, they present him before the public, came down, and all these Amorites, they're in a party having a good time. That's you. Chained down mentally while the Amorites have a good time. He'll let you in his party, but you're going to be the clown there. So moving on, it was about the music they wanted to change. All right, let's get back to where we left. So what they did is they removed those instruments that vibrate without chemistry. And now every Negro got some synthetic instrument in his basement. He's pushing little Casios and Panasonics and... All fake. All removing the essence. Back to the point. The Rainbow Project, which is sending out these wavelengths, it is called mind control, started back there with who? Rainbow Project. Who's Rainbow? Phoenix Rainbow. Phoenix Rainbow. Now, Phoenix Rainbow. Guess who's a part of what? Phoenix. Rainbow. Bellet. Remember? Time Machine Philadelphia Experiment? Well, the Philadelphia Experiment was initially intended for the sole purpose of creating invisibility for radar, what they already had called the self. You understand? When they got into it, the mathematicians who got involved in it found out that also they can interfere with the brain because of what they refer to as zero time reference. That if all five or six of y'all went through a time loop here, when you came back, Abdul Bike would be affected one way, you'd be affected another, she another, she another, and him another. They found it out. They realized that time has something to do with now. That time in the future has already happened, and time in the past is still happening. I think I told you all about that years ago. I said, if a person at general is a high point when they die, it will stamp in now. 
and they will reiterate that incident. This is why people sometimes think they're driving along and they see a ghost run across the road. And they're calibrated that they come back to that same spot every year or sometimes every 10 years, depending on how it aligns, that that same thing will happen over and over again. A lot of hauntings, as they call them, they make clear that this is a haunted house. What happens? A woman walks along that staircase every night at 12 o'clock on the dock. And so people come in, they set up monitors, and lo and behold, it's a disembodied soul, an exoplasm, an ethereum, an essence that is trapped in now. They can't get out of now. Now keeps happening over and over. The event was so traumatizing that they can't get out of it. It's happening all the time. It's called lost souls, trapped souls, trapped in limbo. They got terms for days about it. It happens already in your mind if you don't think it's possible. And I'll tell you when it has happened. There are incidents in your life where, regardless of what you're doing, you'll flash back to a certain corner where events took place. If you had friends or somebody hung out on one spot, which had been 20, 30 years ago, you can flash back to that. Or you can flash back to an incident in a concert where you got having a good time. Or you can flash back to falling off a bike or whatever. But you have these things that have occurred now already taking place in your mind, and you are away from it sometimes 10, 15, and 20 years. Everybody here has had one of those events stamped in their mind. And that event reoccurs periodically. But what keeps you from being trapped in the now of that event is that the body is dying forwardly. But when you were born, you started dying. And you're dying because your cells were dying. You must expire. That's why they call it expiring. Expiration. You must expire before you can become totally ethereal again. But the events that take place while you are expiring, they stamp themselves in now. Like, go back to not the Savior Day, but the last Savior Day. And remember an event. And when you remember the event, you are reliving right now. So now is, now is the all. The all is not moving forward with you. And the all was not left in the past with you. Everything that takes place has a purpose or it won't. Light, for instance. Light was a necessity to exist within a certain period of time in the all. Light didn't begin with the all, because if light began with the all, then the all would be light. God, Allah, Om, Seos, Hashem, Adonai, Yahweh, Elohim, all of them are events in the all appropriated for specific times only, when they needed to be. That is why I said two years ago, before you believed in Allah, he didn't exist. Before you knew of Allah, he didn't exist. Because all that really exists to you is you right now. And when you're talking to a Negro, and they're talking about what's going to happen, you tell them that's not important. What's important, what's important, what's moving on, is right now. 
and how much time I waste talking to you and what I benefit or lose while talking to you. Because whenever you come in contact with any two people, or any two people come in contact with each other, one is gaining and one is losing. If you give something to somebody, I don't care what they are to you, they're still just another human being, you've lost. If they give something to you, you've gained. How do you utilize now? If you come out here and you talk to me, I give you something that you take with you forever. It's like saying, see that puddle over there? Don't fall. So now when you leave me, and as you encounter people in each event of now in your life, you come to find out things I say become important at the moment. Meaning, someone starts a conversation, and you say, that's interesting. Pop is just talking about that. Bam, you're right on. Because I need that now. <laughs> really? They want to alter our now. But we have a new zero time record. We are altering time. For all intents and purposes, it all should be over. But it has just begun. All of my beloved brothers who preceded me, all of them, the messenger, Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the prophet, Noble Duali, the seer, Marcus Garvey, all of them were leading up to now, where we can start time from here. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Elaborate more on the, uh, the, 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 I think you said E1 plus E2 equals the light of the sun. Yes. Um, when you say E1, E2, I know you like that subject because I watched your class. You're pretty good. I watched you. You're pretty good. See, y'all guys are doing pretty good out there. Um, when you say E1 and E2 equals the sun, like basically all you're saying is hydrogen and helium. Right? H1 is really hydrogen. On the other side of it, there has to be an etheric light for the other sun, Utu, the etheric sun. You have the manifestation of a sun on this side, and then you have a manifestation of an etheric sun on the other side, an energy light. Let me show you what happens with that. In the um, Islamic world, question on the base, you have what's called the star and crescent. You follow that? And they say that it's a symbol of the universe. It's the right symbol of this and of this and of this. It's the illusion. It's the lie. It's the confusion symbol. The reason why I say that, and we're going back to the sun, that's what I'm going here, is because when you see a crescent, you see that? And you put a star right here, or right here from your side, you see that in, in, the, in the present? I ask you, is that possible? Think before you ask please. Don't be no, don't be no, don't, don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Want to know. Is it possible for the star to sit in a crescent? Why not? That's right. Because the crescent is a moon. And the whole moon is really there. You're just seeing a portion block. And stars are further away from us than the moon. So no star could get on this side of the moon without blocking it out. It's a symbol of deception. The follow? And identifies with the triple doctor on the other side of the ether. That there is a recognition of other suns. Now, on this side of the ether, 
you have H1 hydrogen, right? Again, 554 million tons of hydrogen is changed into 550 million tons of helium each second on the sun. That means hydrogen combines to make helium 2 He. And as helium burns, it gives off more hydrogen. Someone had to make that sun. Someone had to create that formula because it could never reach the helium without some outside force bringing them together to start this humbling process. So just like that sun on this side gives light more on the physical plane, on the other side, ether one and ether two produces the light of the sun on the spiritual side. And the process is ether one changes into ether two, which gives off bad information that is then rejuvenated into good information and gives off pure light. When the man comes along that can take bad information and make it good information, he is the son of righteousness. When the man comes along that can take the teachings of the nature of Islam, which has been corrupted information, and take that corrupted information and make it good information and healthy information for the people, that's the son of righteousness. When that man comes along that can take that Quran that has been tampered with and write the wrong in it, that's the son of righteousness. The same applies to the talk. When a man comes along, he can take the teachings of the messenger, all the prophets, and change those bad teachings into good teachings for you, that's the son of righteousness. But the man can take dead soil, and the sun can come out and grow flesh vegetables in it. When I can come here and take this earth, you people, and rejuvenate life in you, and grow in you, I'm inside you like a plant, and I'm blossoming in your brain. I'm turning you into pure light without you even realizing it. When that person comes, that person is called the son of righteousness. But the sad part about it, he can only come at the end, right before the great and dreadful day. Present represents the great and dreadful day. When the messenger of Elijah Muhammad finished his mission, he had succeeded in turning the hearts of the fathers toward their sons. But the devil stepped in and disrupted. That's why I was necessary. I was off in my place in Antwerp. I was not involved in what they were doing. But when they corrupted what he was doing for them, then it was necessary for them to take and bring the Yahweh or the Lord into existence. But I may, mean, as a son of righteousness, turn all of this bad to good. You are falling off the cliff where you had to be caught. Meaning, you are set up. You are being confused. You are being lied to. You are following along and you are seeing corruption in the mob. You are seeing corruption in the synagogue. You are seeing corruption in the church. They did not send a preacher. They did not send a religious man. I've been telling people for years, stop trying to judge me as a religious man so you can find fault in my character. I'm not a religious man. I am a teacher. Religious people don't work well with you. You need a teacher. Someone that will allow you to badger them just to give you the truth. Someone that will allow you to exercise all your egos at them just to give you the truth. 
You understand? So I incarnated here. So I can stand before you. And in all that you have been given, and all that you have been taught, and all that you read, and all that you think you know, when you come before me, you have to humble yourself. Because of how far the Latin think you are, you know I can humble And it's better to have one man humble you and you rule all other men than to argue with me and be ruled by all other men. You follow me? It's better to stand before me as a father and let me chastise you and get you right and you look good in the eyes of everybody else than standing out there looking like a fool. But when you see a brother on the street now and a bow tie, you follow? He's saying, I just don't know. He just don't know. When you see a follower of Yahweh and Yahweh, you say, he just don't know. They have no idea. The biggest conversation y'all have in your travels today is people have no idea this is going on. Hey, look at these people. They don't even know this world is coming down. They don't even know that the are here. They don't know it's independence, the movie Independence. It's them telling them something. You know it, though. And that is the blessing. Many are called. And I stood up in 1970 and I yelled and I called and I said, Many are called, but few are chosen. When they took the scripture, all of them left. Some of them are back in the street, niggas. Some of them think. Oh, he's so split. He's this. He's that. No. I'm the man that's consistent in fact. Because you see me as because you have judged me by religious eyes and said he's not a holy man. Heard he does this. He thinks music. I can do that. I can do all of that. I'm not your preacher. I ain't your imam. I told him in Brooklyn, don't call me imam. I'm not your imam. Okay, imam. I'm not a religious person. I am simply a teacher, a man coming to right the wrong.